Hello and welcome to the Raptors show for Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Because this is Friday, um, we are calling up Alex once again, my faithful and dutiful co-host who is somehow once again in the throes of potentially having the common COVID for like the second time this month. Alex, man, what's going on? Can you explain yourself? Also appreciate your, your hard effort to to make sure that you're available i really do appreciate this uh this gutsy effort no no i appreciate you man this this is truly for the love of the game you know apologies for everybody um listening this is just how i'm gonna sound so yeah no i'm, I'm really annoyed man shouts last week we we're here doing our four-hour pod which you know thanks everyone for for the great feedback and I was heading to a wedding after uh congratulations to, to john and julie and and you know apparently the novel coronavirus was uh, also attending and um you know a God lot of the guests yeah a lot of the guests um have have gotten covid since um you know i had covid like two and a half weeks ago so i've been testing negative but i definitely have symptoms so i've basically oh, just Lord. like yeah i've canceled a lot of my plans for for the rest of this week i don't really have symptoms I, i'm just like not feeling well and um yeah i'm not, not not very happy about that but i'm, I'm here for the love of the game and honestly the four-hour pod last week, you know, everybody from, you know, Vic from our Tuesday ball run, you know, Mark Savell mm-hmm. texted me and then said he was at a party and people were telling him you have to check out the four-hour pod <laughs> to to our guy Josh in England who, who messaged us on Twitter and said that he usually listens to our show during his six-minute drives to work. So basically oh, he yeah, calculated yeah. that it was going to take him about like nine days to to finish the pod. So, you know, t- today, what, what do we have today? So we're going to have another KD non-update. We're going to talk mm. about Nick Nurse's comments about OG taking a bigger offensive role. Mm. We're going to talk about Raptors over-under wins, have some assorted banter. We're going to build our own hot dog. You know, we're going to borrow oh, an are. idea from, from GQ uh, of 10 essential things that we can't live without. So this is our off-season 10 things. And uh, I, I hate to say it, Will. Uh, I went on IG yesterday and asked people if there were any questions that they didn't oh get to ask God. last week. Bro, why? So it appears we, we have a, so it appears we have about forty questions <laughs> that we need to get to. But I, I might, I might executive produce this, and and you know we might punt some of these questions. But anyways, right. well, this listen, is for man, the look, love of the game. For this the is love purely of the for the love of the game. You're right. Yeah. I gotta stop swearing too. Gotta leave less work for my producer. Mm. Uh, you know. JR. Uh, yeah, to be honest, but, I forgot this is still a Sportsnet product. Uh, shouts to Sportsnet. Yeah. Shouts to Sportsnet, you know. Um, yeah. No, listen. When you say this is the love of the game, we have to be clear. Like, our mandate for the offseason was just to, like, take the offseason off. So all the podcasts that I have done, that we have done, are just purely really out of the the boredom that we feel in our lives and also just sort of the the vanity that we feel in our lives. But, like, mostly the love that we actually have for podcasting so like all of summer league there wasn't like our you know our, our boss dan told us like hey make sure you got those summer league reaction podcasts nah, up. you, you know, know what we, i, we, I we gotta need those, we need I, those I, views i gotta interject here we we are technically supposed to put out content in the off season so are we yeah so i feel like it's like wait hold on know, we're, we're were you specifically told this because this is I, news to me no i wasn't told this but i don't think we were oh. gonna go two months without doing an episode now august might be a different story because i was actually thinking about this like what else is there left like the the regular season schedule is going to be released 
I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you can conjure up a lot of topics, but but some of those topics about the Raptors roster you probably want to save until training camp, which isn't until the end of September. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I think a couple of things. Number one, um, we have established with our trusted audience that we're not always going to talk about the Raptors, and they have through their feedback told us that's okay. They yeah. like. They want to hear things outside of the Raptors too. I think people will like have a natural break from basketball for about two months in August and September. People take time. You know, this is the, by the way, this, I don't know if it's for you, but this is for me like a super busy summer because uh, all the time that people sort of lost um, due to the height of the pandemic, I think they're kind of squeezing into this summer. So there's a lot of weddings to go to, a lot of trips, you know. Uh, all sorts of stuff. So I, th- I think people are sort of naturally okay with sort of stepping away from basketball. And, um, you know, we we can talk about whatever. So, you know, if you want to, if you honestly, if you want to send us ideas for topics, we will be open to them. Not necessarily that we'll fulfill them. You know, this isn't the four hour mailbag again, but uh, no, you no, know, no, we're leave, open yeah, to this. Yeah. And, so and just and ideas, listen, but if we, if yeah. we only talk basketball for like five, 10 minutes, then, and the pod is three hours, then you just got to know what it is. And we're going to label it very clearly. And the title of the podcast is going to say mm-hmm. banter pod. No, once again, if you see my name on it, you you know what it is. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. If, that too. If, yeah. That too, if, yeah. if I'm on it, because you know, I think, I, th- I think another thing, I, again, I don't know how much work you're trying to do the next couple of months, and then you should definitely take it easy. But you know, I, oh, I'm I, taking it easy, bro. What are you talking about, man? Yeah, yeah. Literally, this the, talking to you for like two hours is going to be the bulk of my uh, my work day. I'm just, I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm working too much. We're we're we're, yeah. we're in off season mode. We're literally in the off season. Like you and I are not. I guess we're getting paid for this, but like you know, we are on vacation. No, no, this that's. Is, that's... Yeah, strictly yeah. No, for the love of the game. Fair. No, the, yeah. <laughs> I just love how we're playing up this love of the game. No, it's love of the game, bro. You sent me a photo. Bef- getting, as if we're not getting paid for this. Can, can I describe? Can, can I describe the photo for the audience? That uh, yes, you as you right said, I was mixing listening. lean, basically. Yeah, go ahead. So okay, so right before the episode, right, I sent Alex the link for the podcast, and I open up my Twitter DM, and I see Alex sent me a photo of his desk, which has uh, one five hundred milliliter water bottle open another 500 milliliter water bottle open uh in between those two water bottles in the background looks to be some sort of prescription medicine maybe robitussin is that the robitussin bottle yeah that's a robitussin. or is that another that's a robitussin extra strength um extra you know, strength i just, I just took a tylenol i got two i got two lemon teas uh, you got, next yeah, exactly. to me as well so yeah, yo it literally there. looks like you're making like lean bubble tea <laughs> no i'm telling i'm telling you right now lean, I have... yo, lean bubble would be crazy no you put yeah, the lean would... in the bubble yeah, yeah. no, we need themselves? to we need oh to look God. into that no but i've, I've no, we basically... don't. no we don't no we don't alex we do not live that lifestyle i basically cancel plans for for you know the, the next 72 oh. hours yeah. except responsible for this. very responsible of you very except, sensible man except i know for it's this. gonna hurt you no well yeah this uh, is virtual so we, you know this is fine you know happy happy birthday to to ben egg Yep. Um, to to our guy, you know, I I got you um I I got you on a belated birthday gift since I can't mm. make your party tonight. Shouts shouts to Wesley Chen from from the other network had a chance, um you know to run into him this week. I believe he was at uh, DQ getting some dessert, um fresh off wow. his honeymoon with wow. his wife, and uh, he he wants us to stop making fun of him. So let's uh, are we in agreement that we're no longer gonna make fun of Wes? 
No, not for at all. A, for having not a monster? A... <laughs> no, not at all. First off, shout out to Wes. Uh, great motivational post on Wes's uh, Twitter page. I think it's still pinned. Um, very proud of him. You know, big fan of the dude, everything like that. Having said that, this guy looks like the surprise Pikachu face. I don't know what to say. Like, you know, it's hard Damn. not to slander him, man. This guy's about to be Thundershock on me. All right, tried, tried my best. By the way, yeah. great episode earlier this week with Lindsay Dunn. Mm. Um, which was which is what I was saying. Like, I don't know how hard you want to work, but I think it'd be cool to to just bring some people on that maybe we didn't have a oh, chance yeah. to bring on. Um, you know, next couple months and 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 you know have you interview them. Um, keyword being you. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. No. That, listen, this is again. I just always wanted to catch up with Lindsay. I was finally able to do it on the podcast. Um, it, it was I, I thought it was a great conversation. Got a lot of great feedback on it, so that was cool. But props to Lindsay for that. Um. No, I was going to say the next two weeks I will be in Montreal. So I'm going to try to catch up with some of the Montreal reporters out there and, and get hmm. a sense of sort of what basketball is like right now in the 514. Okay, okay. Is that the 514? I don't know. So, you, so you're bringing the what show, the you're bringing the show on the road is what you're saying. I'm bringing the show. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been in the 514. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mick Jenkins as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I booked a, I booked a trip to Montreal in August, but I, I can't talk about booking oh, trips wait, anymore because it seems are like be 70... in, are we going to Montreal at the same time? Um, I'm going to be there on the 11th, 11th to the 16th. All hopefully, right. hopefully we don't overlap. You know, I'm kind of you know we we don't need yeah, to see yeah we don't see each other, each other enough uh, in in the city. It's not like yeah. I saw you Tuesday for our ball run, which uh, I've already discussed on the episode with Orin. Shout out to the episode with Orin as well. You know, less positive feedback, but. Uh, you know, I, I would still say I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, people take more, Orin for people take Orin for granted. You know, maybe it's because we talked about summer league for an hour and a half, and then at the very end was like, "Oh, hey, that's why. That's why. I did, <laughs> that's why I did. That's why I didn't listen." Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no I saw the description, and I was like, mm, yeah, "I don't you know saw about that, this." Yeah. No, literally at the end of it, we just we decided to give out some impromptu dating advice in Toronto. Oh, okay. How did that come up? He said, I was like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? You know, just like a regular, like, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, in, in his typical Orin way, like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to go to Toronto Island and I really like Toronto Island. Um, You could take the water taxi yeah, I there. I didn't know you this can... guy's Jay Farrell, man. This guy's doing impersonations. Um, well, um, you can catch the water taxi. It's $10 from Spadina or $10 from Cherry Beach. It's a little faster than the... Uh, Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. I love Orin, man. I'm sorry yeah, I'm man. doing this Orin impersonation. This is me back to, to run it back when we did that whole episode impersonating, <laughs> cosplaying every single reporter in Toronto. Yo, you ever think uh, about the... Uh, Blake Murphy here from uh, uh, The Athletic. Uh, I just no. wanted to ask, uh, what are you going to do with your 15th roster spot? And uh, will you be using a portion of your mid-level exception for that? Uh, thank you, Bobby. Oh, my God, man. The Bay. I love when people talk about the biannual oh, yeah. exception. It's like, yo, you're going to use your Bay this year? It's like, what? Are you going really um, to hard cap yourself with the yo, Bay? Like, oh, my, get out of here, man. Oh, my God, yo, man. Yo, basketball conversations are going too far. Man, no, there was, a the trend, there was a trend on Twitter for a bit. Remember when, like, people within basketball would like propose and and that's the dude, that was the type of language that they would use they're like yo guys just want to let you know that i'm hard cap now if i was the girl i'd be so upset man i'm like yo this nah. is a moment of a lifetime and i'm i'm like being used as as a cap sheet joke right now do, do, yeah i was gonna say that's uh yeah damn <laughs> nate duncan's wedding was tough huh oh yeah i once sat next to nate duncan and what's his uh what's his uh who's his alex Wong? the other guy 
Danny LaRue? Yes, show to them. Show to Alex? them. No, man. No, no, come on. That's not that's no, not fair no, to yourself, man. No, they're they're the I'm they're not the cap sheet. Slander, man. No, they're the they're the Larry Coon, Will, and Alex, man. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I once sat next to them during a finals game, and uh, yeah, no, the experience is uh as you would imagine. Mm. Um, anyways, anyways, what anyway, we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, so you talked about your pickup game? Yeah, on, I already I already okay. described it a okay, little bit to Oren, but I mean, look, listen, I know you just wrote about. That very same pickup run uh, for the Toronto Star. That was actually how we got into the game. By the way, was yes. you were going to profile the the, the run, and you invited yes. me. I was like, "Yeah, I'm down to play." So I had yeah. shoes, and then you were just like, "No, I'm just here as a journalist." Like you know, like literally, you were like, "No, I don't want any trouble." Okay, <laughs> Jackie Chan style. And then, and then, like thirty seconds in, you were like, "Well, I guess I will play, but I don't have Once shoes because love you game. came." You came in flip flops for some reason. Yeah, so I put and on your I soccer like, cleats. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, no worries, man. Here's my indoor soccer cleats." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you put those on, and then the photo that's been used and circulated by the Toronto Star is of Trevor scoring on you, and you can't fully see your face behind it, but I recognize the haircut. The haircut was fire, um, and unfortunately, you didn't get I don't the think shoes. It's in. Me, I don't think that, it's it, me, man. I think it's you, man. I'm pretty take sure a look, that's take Mike. Take a closer look. No, I no, think that's I'm... you, man. Oh, is that really me? Oh, yeah, that is me. Oh, yeah, I recognize my thigh. Oh, how, so how do you not recognize yourself, man? Damn, Asians really can't be told apart if you can't recognize Yo, yourself. I, I've, I've said, man, what? like, we all, we most, a lot of us do look the same, like, unfortunately. Bro, this like, is clearly you, man. No, if, if, if Plus, they put like, out... Plus, that's your assignment. You know that. Like, defensive no, you're matchups right, you're wise, right. That was me. You always guard Trevor. Uh, yeah. I'm starting to recognize that it's me now. But, like, if, if I put a lineup of, like, five Wulu stands that you've met in your life, like, Asian mm. guys in mm. their 20s, like, you would not be able to tell their names. You yeah, wouldn't be I able mean, to tell them apart. No, I have a... No, the only thing is I have, I have just a hard time memorizing names. So, you know, that's that's my excuse. Names, names, names are hard. Um, names All are right. Hard, yeah. So let's um let's talk a little ball, you know. Let's put put a little five yeah, minutes. It has been fourteen minutes and we have not talked about anything other than ourselves. So goodness, man, I'm really gonna yeah. lose my voice over this love of the game. KD non update per Woj earlier this week. The Nets want Scotty Barnes and the Raptors don't want to include Scotty Barnes in a trade. That's well, about it, man. That's about it. And 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 uh, according to. Brian Windhorse, uh, every NBA executive has gone on vacation now, so uh, we, we shouldn't expect any activity for yeah. for the next couple weeks. I don't know. Things have just died down, right? Like DeAndre Ayton signed, you know, mm-hmm. the Suns match the offer sheet, so it looks like the Suns don't really have a trade that they can put together that the Nets really want. The Nets basically just went out to this KD market and uh, realized that there were no real offers, and I guess that's it for now. Yeah, I think... I mean, probably the players are going on vacation as well. There's no real need to, like, press too hard right now. I would think that, like, training camp, if KD comes in and makes a lot of problems and the Nets are like, screw this, we really don't want to deal with it. Um, But they're kind of just kicking the can down the road. They're kind of pressing pause, I think, on the whole thing. I think, honestly, once we saw Bobby Webster put on that tie-dye Volcom sweater, Oh, okay. That we have described in vivid detail. It's also out there if you look for photos of Bobby, uh, I think on the Sportsnet account around the time of Global Jam, like two weeks ago, um, you'll find pictures of this. Once he put on that sweater, it was already vacation time, man. He, he signed Jeff Dowden to the two-way deal. Congrats to Jeff. You know, anyone who's listening to the Summer Reaction Podcast, uh, once again, purely delivered off the, the love of the game. Um, <laughs> you know that Jeff played really well for the, the, the Raptors Summer League team and 
Um, he has a nice history. Again, you can listen to the podcast with Oren as well. We kind of detail sort of his sort of trajectory to this point. And, um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of how these negotiations go. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of standout offers. Um, it doesn't even sound like any of these things have been leaked uh, out in terms of just like X team offered Y. Like that, that's kind of stuff to like, quote unquote, set the market. Even those kind of reports haven't really come out. So I don't know what it is. It, it really does feel like the Nets just don't want to trade KD, which I kind of understand. Like, why would you like, honestly, if you were a Nets fan and ultimately you traded Kevin Durant for OJ Anobi and Gary Trent Jr., as good as those guys are, like, come on, man. Like, you, you would be like, that's on your record forever, no matter what happens at, uh, as a consequence of the trade. So, well, listen, man, it's still there's be no better. rush for them to, 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 no, to take that deal. It's still and not even than, to say uh, that that deal's even on the table, you know? No, but it'd be better than uh, Vince Carter for, you know, Eric Williams, Alvin Williams. No, not. Who was he? Who was he? Eric? There was like two Williams Eric in that deal. And Alvin, Aaron. And Aaron, Aaron Williams. Williams. Yeah, well, two And A's. Alonzo Mourning. And I believe a draft pick yeah. that turned into Joey Graham. Yeah, what a haul. Man, I don't know what you call that, man. Like, I, Yeah. That's that's SVP like second floor like you know when the store's closing like when the store's shutting down for good like like you might pick up a seventy dollar Leafs jersey you know. Where hey, the by the way, speaking of here. which, you and I okay, the stitching was fine. Okay, relax. <laughs> no, you, you and I really, <laughs> you and I really went to the SVP at Queen two days before it shut down as like a final last hurrah, which is uh, pretty incredible. I think it speaks to how real we are as people. Yeah, and the guy working there was a Willu stain, which is like wild. That's again, it's, that's yeah. the that's the worst part about being like semi recognizable is I can't just do like regular stuff and have people not judge me. Like if I go to the park and miss like twenty shots in a row, like I did at the in our pickup run, I'm like, yep. damn, people were here to people know who I am and they saw me do that, and this sucks. <laughs> it's like when I go to SVP and I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna buy this sweater. It's fifteen dollars. That's a little too expensive. People are on hand to be like, wow, well, you know, just like, damn, this guy's, he's, he's I guess I'm cheap, but like, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I, I no, guess I'm, I'm not really you, complaining, but it is kind of funny. That's all. No, because I, because I go to Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong Bistro on, mm. on Dundas in Chinatown a lot. And, yeah. you know, shout, shout got my man working the counter, you know, he, he listens to the show and we always get into ball talk. Yeah. And you know, no one's no one's received better tips from me than at that place because because you know I'm not I'm oh, not word? trying to get people I'm not trying to get people filing a report back that you know I I was cheap. By the way, do so you the know lunch Paris... there's like six dollars, man. So I how know. much are you tipping on six dollars? Don't worry about it, man. Do do you do your parents do your parents tip well? Because like I hate to call out my mom, but my mom is like ten percent, <sighs> man. And I'm like, yo, come on, okay. you know. Like service workers, especially. So in the, yeah, know. absolutely. No, I mean, um, so there's this Jimmy O Yang joke um, from Jimmy O Yang's uh, stand-up special on Amazon Prime, and I watched it recently, so I was reminded of it. Um, he he tells this joke about what a Chinese tip is, mm. and basically, it's no matter what you eat and no matter how much it is, you just add two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Oh, yo, I, I literally just that's... spat my water out. <laughs> yo, Sportsnet IT department. I might have to bring in this IBM ThinkPad later. <laughs> Holy, oh, yeah. Yo, so that's so true, though, man. That's my mom. Yo, my mom no, literally that's... slaps my hand if I tip more than ten percent. No, no, no. Okay, I feel like ten percent just feels like too calm. But here's the here's the here's what the only thing I would say in their defense. Mm. Um, is uh, they only go to Chinese restaurants. 
like mm. period okay. like otherwise it's like fast food where you just don't tip like you don't like when you go to mcdonald's you don't tip you know what i'm saying like that's fair so that's fair. It, it's really just like th- this is the places that I'm, I'm not even kidding this is the places that they exclusively spend money on food at okay mm. number one chinese restaurants okay this is like yep. for any sort of dinners yeah. um uh and rarely by the way like we don't really they, they're very frugal people as you can imagine based on sort of my existence i'm very lavish compared to them so they eat out probably like four times a year mm-hmm. um number two they eat <laughs> they buy food at foodie mart you know like the the hot and ready surf oh, kind of section you know right, what i'm saying right, my dad right, loves right. to to pick up some uh cow intestine for example mm. uh yeah, yeah so it's it just labeled meat on it too by the way it just doesn't it doesn't say what dish that is or what ingredients it just says meat or vegetable uh and then number three um they go to mcdonald's or like some sort of fast food restaurant um, mcdonald's is, by oh, the way mcdonald's is a chinese restaurant i think we need to just rebrand yeah like mcdonald's is okay. basically a chinese restaurant like no let me hear if, this argument man no when have you ever walked into a mcdonald's and not seen at least two tables of chinese people in there but that's like, just like, toronto though like what do you mean mm, that's no, just okay fine fine for, so in toronto no 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 like mcdonald's is predominantly chinese like it like their demographic is is like predominantly chinese men like i i dare anyone okay. listening to this the okay. next time you walk into mcdonald's take a photo guarantee you there will be a chinese person i, I will have to say it does transcend like class lines because as everyone yes. knows there's like many i mean obviously but like there are different classes of uh in terms of wealth um for for asians who are here in in canada um and whether you are like actually um, lower class or if you're like upper class or whatever they universally they go to mcdonald's like mcdonald's transcends class lines well can we say that too yeah 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 no I'm, it's I'm a wild claim by the way yeah, yeah anyways my whole point is like my, my mom doesn't really tip that well so i feel like every time i'm out with her with or without her at chinese restaurants i'm, I'm kind of like compensating for her as well mm. with with the tipping, you know, because yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Chinese people's tipping tendencies are just they're weird. I don't think it's weird. But it's for like our, a cultural generation. thing. Like it's a yeah. cultural thing. It, but it you're really not like that. Thing. I'm not like that. It's no, different. Of course not. But like it's yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a it's a cultural thing. Anyways, um, I don't even know how we got here, but like um Yeah, plus, plus my, your parents are from generational wealth, but y'all can't tip ten percent. No, the problem is like no, the problem is like my parents worked really hard for it. So I think it's hard for them to let go. No, so 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 they're like, oh, the person who just served me, you know, you get two dollars, yeah, because because I worked hard to be in this position. Anyways, God damn it, man! No, we already no, have a bad enough reputation no, no. as yeah, it yeah. is, man. No, my mom, my mom has such a good public reputation. We can't destroy it right now. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. My thing is like, I see a lot of people being like, yeah, you know, I guess the Nets are just gonna run it back. Like, you know, they're just gonna pretend nothing happened, and Katie and Kyrie are just gonna come to camp and like. Oh man, look at the roster, man. They got Royce O'Neal coming off the yep. bench. Oh, yep. TJ Warren, sneaky signing. It's like, do we forget all the reports about how miserable everybody was? Like, we got Goran Dragic out here being like, yeah, man, like it was it was just one of the worst environments, worst locker rooms, worst places that I played in. It wasn't about the team, it was about individuals. And we've had multiple re- reports being like everybody in that locker room, just like I, I like Kyrie and KD set the mood and the mood was not good. Like, mm. we shouldn't forget about all of that stuff. Like, I still think it, like, by the start of next season, I expect KD to be on another team. Like, I just don't think this is one of those scenarios, unless he completely changes his mind, that they're just going to pretend nothing happened. 
Like that yeah. rarely happens. Like I don't, I don't want to hear about the Kobe example or even Hakeem Olajuwon. I know that's a, going back a little for you, but it's like, it's mm, rarely yeah, have that, people. Yeah. No, but rarely have people requested trades. People of KD stature and and taken it back. Like I just don't think that's going to happen. I think the Nets want to move on. Yeah, I think the Nets probably do want to move on as well. But I think for me as a Raptor fan, I've moved on from like the immediate dream of like. How would KD look in a Raptor jersey? What kind of lineups would be in? Like, what's the corresponding moves? Because once you get KD, you don't just get KD. You got to keep making, like, win-now moves and, like, finish out your roster and be- prepare for your your team to be contending this specific year that you get them. I, I kind of, like, mentally moved on from that for now or at least sort of, like, put it to the side. Um, and, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, I don't know, man. Maybe the Nets bring it back. It, it, it doesn't seem like... I mean, it can't be any worse than last year, can it? You know. Yeah, but then what's can your it plan? Be worse than last I, year? I, like, I know you've got KD under contract for four years, but if he's coming back, then they need to like sit down and actually just hash things out and be on the same page. Like, right. is he actually going to stay for the full four years, or is he just going to come back and be like, "All right, let's just play this season out, and then I'll request a trade again"? Like, you need some stability at some point, and I think Josai wants that, right? Like, Josai was sick of all the stuff that they were doing like to this franchise just running this team the last couple of years okay i'm gonna to try to be as sensitive as possible on this but also specific enough that you understand what i'm saying you ever had a situation where like your parents argue and then one of them like goes for a drive for like an hour and then comes back and then it's everything's just like back to normal and they don't explain anything to you as kids yeah that's every chinese household yeah yeah so i mean you know you know brooklyn might just pull one of those <laughs> Nah, man. You, you nah. don't think so? No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, I'm coming. I'm coming at it from Joe. I, I think Joe Sai's ego is too big at this point. That you know, to to me, I think the breaking point was in, was when Kyrie, after they got swept by the Celtics, was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, no, we don't have any coaches. We don't have any front office. Like, hmm. like me, me, Kevin, Joe, and and Sean Marks are, are gonna huddle up and we're gonna figure it out." And Joe Sai's like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, like hmm. I'm the owner of this team." Like, there's no huddling up. Like, I run this team. And I think it, it just reached a breaking point for Josiah at some point. Like, you listen to these two guys. You tore apart, you know, your franchise. You, you know, traded away the future. And you have one playoff series win to show for. Like, like I think he's just sick of it. Like, I, I don't think he wants this. Like, I think he, he truly would rather just have a 37-win team led by Ben Simmons, then deal with all this drama again. Yeah, I guess we don't really know enough about this guy. No, I think that's, that's why my, we need, we need him takeaway. on the show. We need him okay, on the show. Okay, yeah, let's let's get Josiah on the show, yeah. Josiah, uh, Josiah interview would be explosive. Like, it, be I think so it awesome. actually would be, yeah. I mean, about interviewing no. Mandarin. Oh, yeah. okay. That, yeah, we that got, we got like, the Goran Dragic-style interviews where he's always, like, saying wild stuff, but in Slovenian. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Every time he speaks English, he's like, I love it here. And yeah, then no, he, speaks, he speaks Slovenian. He's like, this place is garbage. Yo, the minute he speaks Slovenian, he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, Mark Cuban was just cheap, man. I've been trying to go to the Mavs for two years, man. But like, you know, Mark Cuban's oh, cheap. Yeah. No, I hear you. So that's our, um, you know, once again, the old reliable KD non-update has gone yeah. on for uh, 13 minutes. No, people don't even um, want this anymore, man. Yeah, people don't no, want I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry yeah. to everyone. Um, yeah. Speaking of of the Raptors and, and uh-huh. you talking about moving on from thinking about KD within the construct of this team. So 
Uh, over under uh, wins, you know, the win totals in Vegas have started to trickle out. And yeah. for the Raptors next season, they have been set at 44 and a half wins. And for context, the Raptors won 48 games last season. And I believe was the second best team in the Eastern Conference after January 1st. 44 and a half to me uh, seems really, really low. Um, I think we talked about this last time. Like, I think at this point, I'd be disappointed if the Raptors didn't win 50 games this coming season. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I mean, I, we got to see how the circumstances come out. Um, like, there's a, if there's a, a bunch of injuries, knock on wood. But, like, you know, then who knows? But um, I think a, a couple of things. Number one, I think the Raptors' depth has improved. Um, I think it already got improved last year at the trade deadline. Even just bringing in Thad really helped. I think it really stabilized the Raptors' rotations. Um, I think now that you bring Otto Porter in as well, you have another body on the bench. You have a little bit more shooting off the bench. Like it, it, these are these are positive signs to me. Um, I would say two is that like the Raptors have shown an ability to still win games even without Fred on the floor, which they showed for the second half of last season, and they showed games uh, at least a, an ability to tread water. Like they were about five hundred um, when Pascal was hurt. And so, um, you know, if those if your two most important guys do miss some portion of the season, um, you know, the the it's not like they're gonna never win games, right? Which I I do feel like you know just based on that, and also the fact that they're a young enough team on the portion of the age curve where they should continue to be proving. And I've already given out the stat like a million times about what they did after January one, like. I mean, I think the Vegas totals are usually set in a way that, like, look a little bit lower. Um, like, I don't think the usual distribution of, like, wins in a season comes out in the range of, like, 50 to 30, which is usually, like, the the usual range in terms of how the Vegas, like, puts their lines out. Like, you usually see, like, a 55-win team, like a 60-win team, like the Suns did this year. Um, you'll see, like, 20-win teams who tank really hard. Maybe even see single, like, team um, number uh wins but like yeah i think in this case like you know for the raptors they have shown to be a really good regular season team pretty much consistently no matter what um i believe the stat is that nine of the last 10 years they've surpassed their vegas win total so i think it'll be 10 of 11 this year um and and honestly like yeah even if they just even if they hit the over at 45 i think people would be pretty disappointed in that season depending on the circumstance of course but like ultimately people do expect this team to take another step so you know, if you do want to make some money, go ahead. I'm not really like I haven't made a single sports gambling bet in my entire lifetime outside oh. of playing some fantasy hockey in like okay. 2012. So okay. yeah, and that was for like twenty dollars total. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay, all right. This yeah. is good information to know for the next time I, I try to bluff you on on the river. Oh, just just God. your gambling history. Nah, but yeah, no. Joe, I'm like... when, when I see you, I see Joe Simon. <laughs> You're Joe Sai without the lacrosse stick. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think this um this this total is just really low. And I know yeah. it's only the end of July right now, but but you know, I'm work workshopping some predictions and um <clears throat> I might I might be ready to to say the Raptors are gonna be the number two seed in the East next season. So stay okay. tuned, man. Stay tuned. I, I, f- I, don't I think, feel like I don't think that's like unrealistic. I, I have to go back and listen, but I think one of your predictions at the start of this coming this past season was mm-hmm. that the Raptors would make the playoffs and um I don't I think you probably said something like 45 wins 
which I think was like substantially higher than most people had it coming into. Yeah, the I had I them think... at forty seven. I want to say I had them at forty seven. I think forty seven yeah. or something like that, and they finished with forty eight. I mean, you just get lucky with that stuff, though. Like they they oh, okay, they went okay. on a pretty they went on a pretty nice run to towards the end of the season. That that I think you know for most of the season it looked like they were just going to be a five hundred team. And, and and they did go on a very nice run, which was unexpected to me towards the end of the season. Because what about? I didn't think, yeah, what's up? I was gonna say, what about when you predicted the NBA Finals between an ugly pair of uh, New Balances <laughs> and an ugly pair of Under Armors? What about yeah, that? that? Was a, was that too hard though? Like the Raptors and 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 Warriors, you know, the Warriors were like overwhelming favorites mm-hmm. with KD. And I guess I just, you know, believed in the Raptors. No, the best prediction is still the 15-game win streak. Oh, yeah. 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 I think I, I called, like, that. a 12-game yeah. win streak. I just looked at the schedule. But, like, again, that's also because, like, yo, that Raptors team, like, oh, man, I could reminisce about that 2019-20 team. Like, what a – like, how yeah. much did you enjoy watching basketball on a nightly basis that season, man? Just watching the Raptors. It was beautiful, man. It was – we were also in the building for most of those games – the atmosphere was electric. And honestly, you give them a lot of credit because it. I think back to like the bubble itself and just like mm. how strange of an experience it was and how much of like at that time, how afraid people were to go outside and for all the players to like pack themselves into this basketball, like luxurious, but like a luxurious basketball prison in Florida and just like play in this like just confined space that was super weird. Um, I, I just give them a lot of credit for doing that. Um, and also the NBA really did go above and beyond to sort of make sure that uh, there were no COVID cases uh, at that time. Of course, they've sort of reversed that trend. But honestly, that's more of a governmental decision that, you know, the NBA is just following. I don't fully blame them. It's, they're not supposed to be setting the industry standard for how to keep people safe as well as uh, that's why we got to praise them, actually, when they actually uh, made all those efforts to do so. But like when the Raptors went to the bubble too, that was still a continuation of that season. And they gave us, they played their hearts out in the bubble as well. And I know it was disappointing to lose the Celtics in that way. And, but like they took them to game seven. That's a very talented Celtics team. As we have seen now, they've gone back to the finals. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I just got to salute them all around. Like that was a, that was a, a great season. And they, they gave us, uh, they gave us a lot of moments, man. It's yeah. Tough. No, I, tough. I feel like, no, I feel like the vibes are trending up for this team. Uh, I think it's going to be Yeah. I think it's going to be an exciting season coming up. Like, yo, like we were still affected by COVID this season. Yeah. Like yeah, like the yeah. six the f- Oh, sorry for swearing uh JR nah, 34 minute mark. The uh <laughs> like the 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 game against Cleveland when we had six guys when when Chris Boucher saw the light. Oh yeah. Um yeah. like what else, man? Like the building was on fire that one night when they played Indiana. Oh, yeah, that's you weren't right. even there. Yeah, and like yeah, I just happened like, to skip that one. That was what a what a great call by me, man. And and we had an empty arena stretch. Like oh, last yeah. season was weird too. Yep. And yep. it it was nice for the Raptors to be back in Toronto, but it wasn't fully normal. Like hopefully they just get to have a normal season and a healthy season. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm kind of with you. I got caught up with the Kevin Durant stuff, especially the first couple of days. Just you know, willing to just move mountains and do whatever to get KD here, yeah. and then the the Raptors official account posted, um, you know, basically the entire core group of the Raptors sitting courtside at, at summer league. I saw that photo and I was like, oh damn, like this yeah. team's gonna be legit. So like, Malachi I'm really seventy three, 
you know. Yeah, crossover. yeah. This is our next topic, actually. So, oh, uh, is it? Oh, couple my. of couple of uh, is this anything? Uh, okay. Topics. Uh, is this yeah. anything? Malachi uh-huh. Flynn scores seventy three points at a pro am game in Seattle. Will Lou, is this anything? Yeah, I mean, what can I say? I don't think I've scored seventy three points in my life. <laughs> so, well, you know, <laughs> I, you know, we're not here to we're not here to compare. Um, you know what NBA players put up in pro ams to what no, you do on Tuesdays. I, I'm, is I'm just saying, saying. I, I got to acknowledge that I'm coming from a very humble position from yeah. now on. Honestly, I'm so humbled, man. I told, like I said to you, like I can't believe it. All those shots were wide open, and I just short. No, nah, you're too hard on every single one. Too hard. Anyway, on yeah, my defense is solid though. I, I, yeah, I yeah, know. Too but, hard like, on otherwise, yourself. it was it was tough. Um, I mean, it's not it's not nothing. I, I think it's probably good for his confidence at, at the very least. Um, I think with Malachi, he's just had such a strange like career so far. I think you have to acknowledge that when he came into the league, he was underprepared. Um, not from an experience standpoint because he did play quite a bit of college basketball and was very good at that level, by the way. But like. Coming into training camp, you know, there was, remember, there was like a very delayed training camp. There was no preseason. There was no, um, well, there, was, there was a preseason, but it was like three games. Um, training camp was in Tampa. They had just relocated down there. They didn't play summer league. Like, I thought there was just a lot of, like, missed development time leading up to his rookie season. So, I wasn't too surprised that he got off to a slow start. Now, he got up to a really slow start, went down to the G League, played decently, um, like, good numbers but honestly a lot of players who you haven't even heard of have put up those same numbers um when he came up he had that great month in terms of just like you know everyone was uh out and so it was like let's run malachi as like our number one option and you know at times he looked really good he had some pretty standout games but you have to give the caveat that like uh, you know that's the end of the season it was in tampa it was like five guys were playing for the raptors aaron baines was playing three salute to aaron baines by the way seems like he's healthy again he had just like one of the scariest injuries ever that I remember hearing from an NBA athlete. So it's very good to see that he's healthy again. We'll see if he's back in the league. But ultimately, I know he got a lot of jokes, including from me, about his performance. And it was not good. But at the same time, like it's it just wow, that that injury is just so scary. And I'm happy that he's made it back. Um, but like, yeah, he, they were playing Aaron Baines at three at times. It was like Ken Birch at four, Freddie Gillespie at five. And Malachi was putting up numbers. But it's like... I don't really know how much to buy into that. Then coming into this past offseason, obviously he was able to um, go to summer league and, and played okay at single summer league. Um, I, you know, it wasn't like a standout summer league performance that, you know, and, but then coming into training camp, he was like the fourth string point guard. Like Delano was getting minutes ahead of him. Goran was getting minutes ahead of him. You know, like it was tough. And obviously Fred was playing 40 minutes. So there wasn't even minutes behind him. So he just really hasn't been able to, uh, you know, have a chance. Now, I think the part that I sort of take exception to is just like people insisting that like people are already saying like, oh, he's as good as Fred Van Vliet. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? People are like, he probably runs. So he's probably more of a natural pick and roll player than pick Fred Van Vliet. To be honest, I really don't like the way the Raptors fan base talks about Fred. It's very dismissive in a way that I'm just like, you're just not like I get the con- like basketball sort of played conceptually, but then also like it's played like on the actual court itself. And conceptually Fred doesn't make a lot of sense, but on the court, Fred has consistently delivered great results. So I don't really see why people are like, Oh, Malachi could run a pick and roll better than him. Or like, we just don't need Fred at all. They're just going to put him in the corner and catch a shoot. Like he's JJ Redick or something like, no, that's not Fred's game. And that's, I mean, anyway, but putting outside all of that, like he just Malachi himself hasn't really 
had many opportunities to play. And when he has played, he honestly hasn't left an impression at all. What I was disappointed with this, this past season was when he got assigned to the G League, which I thought was a good development for him because if you're not going to play at the NBA level, you should go down to the G League and play. He wasn't really doing well. Like you would have games where he would be benched at the end of the game because the the, the nine hundred five are like, okay, look, listen, it's cute that you want to come down here and get some shots up and get your confidence, but like we need to win games. Like we have a team here as well. It's not as important as the Raptors per se, but to the players themselves, it's not even fair to put a guy in the game who's like two of twelve and chucking and throwing up bad shots and getting the turnovers. It's like okay, we're gonna keep him in the game at the end. So that's where I'm like, okay, at the nine hundred five level, he was not doing well, and that was disappointing to me, but. At least he had like a mini stretch this season where he was able to sort of play more consistent minutes. Now, of course, I, as I mentioned in, in the pod earlier this week, that he played these minutes while they were playing like substandard opponents. Like they literally played Brooklyn twice without Katie or Kyrie. And you know how messy Brooklyn was at that time. I think they were starting James Johnson, which is like a very 2012 Raptors move. Um, they were uh, then they played Orlando, which they lost to. They played Detroit, which they lost to. Like it's just like that was the stretch where Malachi played and had decent numbers. But like, I, again, like it's hard to judge that stretch of the season because you're playing like that level of opponents and you were losing some of those games. So, it's a, uh, I don't know. Ultimately, to me, I, I just want to see um, him do something that impresses the coaching staff enough to give him the spot. The only thing you would say is like, just based off of where he was drafted and when he came into the program, he should be ahead of guys like Delano, like Jeff Doughton, maybe even like Armani Brooks if he's retained after training camp. Um, but there is no clear-cut sign that Nick likes him more than those guys. And those guys came in later. Those guys were drafted later or not even drafted at all in the cases Armani and Jeff. But, you know, it just – I don't know. There's just not like a lasting impression that you can kind of point to with Malachi. like this specifically is is the reason why he should play. So I think ultimately him getting any chances to play and playing well should do well for his confidence. And it's not nothing, but at the same time it's also like, okay – we know like this is going to struggle to translate over to the NBA level, um, but it's hard to make anything of it. You know, like it really is hard to make anything. I, I want to defend Malachi or I want to support Malachi. It's just they haven't. He hasn't really shown enough in a meaningful way to to sort of you know be given more opportunities. Yeah, no, that was, I like, think a, that's... That was like a four minute rant. I'm sorry. No, it's great, man. I was catching up on my emails, but I did listen to uh, you know, parts of what you said. No, no, but do you think do you think in a way, I think when people look at Malachi, maybe they just expect him to just be like this really good all-around player. And you talk about like the comparisons to Fred, cuz that's what I think of when I think about Fred, especially when he's healthy, right? Like he is just this all-around player who contributes um in so many different ways on the floor. Like would it be better for for the Raptors to just tell Malachi like, yo, just focus on one thing. Like, we just want you to be this guy who comes off the bench and, and maybe can, like, put up points for us or anything like that. Because I, I really feel like it's gotten to a level point. of score. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not that level yeah, of score. Yeah, so what's the one thing he like, can be good at, though? Well, or maybe well, there just isn't that one thing. People have asked Nick about this. And if you hear Nick's interviews where he talks about Malachi, and especially with the question, the question is usually like, hey, what does Malachi have to do to play for you? And he's always like, yeah, just get out there and be scrappy. <laughs> which yeah, is like, the... which is translating coach speak. Not to say that Nick is lying, um, but translate the coach speak. That's like, you know, just come on, man. Like, you know what that means. You know what that means. He, he... Yeah, that, that, it just makes me feel like 
he's going to just need a fresh start somewhere else. And I'm not sure if he goes to another team and then he gets okay. more minutes and more opportunity if if we're actually going to see a different player, though. It's just one of those strange cases where I'm just like, yeah. I'm just not sure what like what Malachi's future is on this team. Well, how many examples? Okay, let's put it this another way: In, on different teams around the NBA, how many examples of Malachi Flynn type players are succeeding? Yeah, that's fair. It's just, uh, yeah, I find like, it really hard to put one him guards, in guards, not an elite yeah. shooter, not an elite scorer, has like good polish with ball handling, something like that um, has decent quickness. Um, defensively, honestly, not bad. Like I actually, I like his his defensive. Uh, yeah, but prowess, everything but everything about him is just only like, defense not one position. Bad. Like everything is just like, oh, it's not bad. But like, yeah, there's it, not, it's okay. bro. It's, it's okay to be a C plus student, man. Give that spot to Jeremy Lin, then, man. Um, anyways. No, man, no. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I've seen him working hard with our boy nah. Josh Fan on yeah, IG. That's about to M- Mike Wu, man. Mike NBA Wu, GMs, pay attention, man. Yeah, go follow okay. Jalen on IG. All right, okay. so 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 you're saying in conclusion, Malachi Flynn scoring 73 points at uh, Jamal Crawford's uh, pro am game in Seattle is uh, no, is not it's anything. Abs- it's absolutely impressive, but this is to me it reminds me of when Stanley Johnson scored eighty six points. Oh man, one of my regrets. I was in the building and left early. Man, wow, missed history. Missed, he missed history, half his man. career points. Oh come on, man, come on, man. Right, come on, man. You know what? We're we're free to say anything about Stanley, especially when Masai said in his exit interview in Tampa, "You need to be better at basketball." Yeah, like you know, if, to Masai, if, yeah, Masai if, if really Masai just tells you what, it, what you what you need to hear. Yeah, no, Masai's a hilarious yeah. dude. Um, next up, is this anything? Nick Nurse was on Sirius FM radio and XM, asked man. about. What's wrong with X- you, man? <laughs> Sorry, man. The the drugs are kicking in, man. Everything's Sirius a blur right FM. now. Yeah, yeah. As Sirius, opposed to the unserious version. Uh, ser- <laughs> Holy, yo, why so serious? Um, and he was talking about OG, and uh-huh, he said, yeah. Nick Nurse said, "quote." He wants to be more a part of the offense, so I certainly can help him with that. Thanks, Coach. Mm. Um, but it's kind of a working relationship that he's got to go take some of that. Uh, what do you make of these comments from Nick? He's saying, you got to go show me, man. Like, okay, look, listen. Um, I, I, I think it's always good that players have ambitions. I don't know if, like, it's always great for the team necessarily to, like, put them out loud, like, uh, to have it leak out to the media and stuff like that. But, again, like, whatever. Like, it's fine. It's We can all be adults about this. Like, um, I, that's one thing I don't like about NBA rumors is, like, once they come out, people are like, oh, wow, this happens. Like, oh, wow, OG wants a bigger role. It's like, you know, every player in the NBA wants a bigger role. LeBron probably wants a bigger role, man. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, in like. In the front office, yeah. He he does though. You know that he does. Uh that's why he's tweeting cryptic tweets and stuff. But like um with OG, like okay, that's fine, but you gotta show me on a consistent basis. Like I, I don't know. The the stats are out there right now and they're not pretty in terms of OG Anobi taking more possessions. I think number one, like if you want to be a more featured player, you should do one of two things, ideally both. One is like create offense efficiently for yourself. Can you do that? And when you look at OG Anobi's like uh, isolation percentages, they have consistently increased year after year in terms of the share of his offense that are isolations have gone from like three percent up to this past season, which I'm going to pull up the stats right now. Um, but like they have consistently risen every single uh, season. This past season, fifteen percent of his possessions. Um, oh, that's just his transition. I'm sorry. Like this is this is a lot of clicking on NBA stats. 
uh we're gonna just fill some time but anyway like his his numbers have consistently like gone up in terms of how many times he's isolated we saw at the start of the season he was icing a lot so this past season he was isolating at 12 percent of his possessions right and this has gone from like three percent in like as recently as like two three seasons ago so 12 percent isolation is like quite a bit already um it's distinguished enough that it's like if you're not like just a shooting guard uh, if you're even if you're not like a backup point guard, like this is already pretty high, right? His points per possession were 0.6. He shot 27% from the field. Forget points per possession, sometimes that's hard to visualize. You can visualize 27%. You're making one in four of your isolation baskets, and a lot of these aren't threes. His effective field goal percentage on these is 31%. So that's not good enough as like an isolation score right now. I think the other thing too, is like, you got to want to do one of two things at least, right. Is you got to score efficiently for yourself or create advantages enough for yourself. Uh, or you can set up other guys. OJ and assist rates and, and assist percentages are not high. Now, of course, like for him, it's, it's, a, it's like, well, he doesn't have the ball that much. So how is he going to assist people? You know, his role is mostly to finish plays. I get it. But at the same time, if you are going to be in a more creative type of role, are you going to deliver more in terms of the assists? And to me, like, he has pretty good interior passing in terms of when he drives, like, and gets the post position, he usually draws two. He's very good at finding um, the help, uh, getting around the help uh, defender and, and finding the guy who's being helped off of, and usually off a basket cut or something like that. But, like, even at the start of the season, when Pascal was out and when OG was the primary option, this is what he averaged for assists, 2.7. He was taking 17.7 shots per game. In the first 15 games of the season, before he had a hip pointer injury in practice, I believe, he was averaging 2.7 assists per game. So, like, that's not, you're not also creating for others and you're not scoring efficiently for yourself. So, like, I don't know. I mean, like, it's, we all want things. Like, it's, it's good to, like, have ambitions to improve. Like, I, I absolutely admire that. I still wanted to see him improve more, but also at the same time, there's not a lot of ground to stand on, you know? It's not like I came over from the season and was like, damn, I wish OG ISOed more. Or I, I wish like OG ran more pick and rolls. Because like, like, the numbers for those are poor. Now, you might say, well, okay, if you give him chances to develop, maybe he can get better in the future. That's fine. But at the same time, it's like you maybe have to show some of that improvement first. If your first results are you isolate for t- like 12% of your possessions, that's like a sixth of your – one in every six OG possessions are him isolating. And he scores one in four of those times. I'm sorry. That's not good for the team. So if I'm if I'm Nick, I'm like, look, listen, we want you to improve. When you improve, the team's going to improve. But you got to improve first, and you got to show us more first. I think he's very efficient in his role right now as like a transition finisher. Um, when even in terms of just like running the floor hard, getting early post position, sealing his man, finding him in transition, like with an early entry pass, and he's able to make a quick move and go, or he's catching and shooting from three. Uh, he's shooting more efficiently from the free throw line. All that stuff is very good. Obviously, his defense is always very strong. He's getting on the offensive glass. There are certain games where he the matchups really favor him, and he's able to really go. But beyond that, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just this, the numbers have not like bore that out just yet. So I'm I'm also with Nick on that sense. Like, yeah, I can draw more plays for you, but like, you gotta like do better, man. Like, twenty seven percent ISOs. Like, that speaks for itself. Yeah, I think it's interesting just thinking about his career too. There's just, just been a lot of, I don't know what's the right word, like missed opportunities, like him not being a part of that championship run and him always, you know, being on this hierarchy 
you know, behind some of the other players like like Pascal and Fred. And I think rightfully so, like like the numbers that you've laid out. It, mm. It's just always interesting to see like guys that, you know, we peg in a particular way. Like we look at OG like, oh, he's a great he's a great number three, number four option, um, you know, great three and D guy, perimeter defender and all that. And and then you recognize that some of these guys want that bigger role. Um, and I'd be curious to see moving forward if he's able to set those kind of individual desires aside if the team continues to trend up. Because I think we're we're in agreement that, you know, this team doesn't need him to be a number one or number two option given the the players that they have on the roster to be a really good team. So, mm-hmm. so I, I wonder if, if just, you know, more winning and just more consistent environment is, is going to make this a non-issue or if yeah. this is something that he's going to want, because if this is something that he's going to want, like he will probably have to get that somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's okay to want it. And I think it's okay to like want it in a healthy way, which I don't think by the way, there's any, there's a lot of space for like, him wanting things and the Raptors giving him opportunities to sort of explore these things. I just think that like the idea that he hasn't been given this um, is not fully true because you're, I mean, they positioned him as a number one option at the start of last season when Pascal was, yeah, as an out of necessity. And it was very clear who the number one option Fred was. Fred was playing way better than OG was in that number one option role. Um, And by the way, in terms of just like isolation percentages, right? Again, this is just share of their possessions that are being isolated. I'm looking up at the team numbers right now. Um, okay, so Malachi apparently ISOed on 15% of his possessions, but he only played like 31 ISO possessions. Let's just throw that out. Outside of Pascal Siakam, who ISOed on 24% of his possessions, which is quite high, honestly, but honestly, when you look at some of the offense this season, made a lot of sense from the ISO that much. OG has ISOed on a percentage basis more of his possessions than every other Raptor outside of Pascal. People like talk about Fred as if, oh, he pounds the ball into the ground. He pounds the ball. Fred ISOs on 9.4% of his possessions. That's three percentage points less than OG Anobi does. And Fred is not an efficient ISO player. He only scores 0.76 points per possession. He only shoots 36% uh, from the field on those. His effective field goal percentage is 43%. Not good. That's still way better than 27% that OG has delivered in those isolation percentages. Scotty Barnes, as a rookie coming into the league, ISOed on 11.5%, so roughly in the same range. Like, you know, you probably wouldn't even notice a difference in terms of just like even on a weekly total, that might be a one or two ISO possessions uh, of separation. Scotty Barnes ISOed in a more efficient way than OJ Anobi. Gary Trent, if there's a guy who has a case to maybe ISO a little bit more, it's probably Gary because on the team, he ISOed 7.6% of his possessions. He scored uh 1.00 points per play off of those that's by far the most efficient iso player on the raptors unless you want to count delano banton who iso 19 times again we could throw that out like you might say gary should iso more in fact in terms of the shot creation ability gary actually has some of that especially from deep so again this is not to disparage og but like the, the i think you have to show in the numbers first it's like oh the numbers are showing me that OG has done a really good job isolating. The numbers are showing me that OG's done a really good job playing pick and roll in the little samples. And it's like, okay, because he's done well, let's give him more opportunities. But you can't just say, like, I want more opportunities, but I, I'm also, like, bad at these. Like, ob- objectively, if you saw OG ISO more, it's bad for him, it's bad for the team. So I, I think, but for his perspective, it's probably like, look, he has great desire to improve as a player, which I greatly admire. It's a, it's a great value to have. 
And I think for him too, it's just like if he becomes like an isolating sort of wing kind of guy, he can push himself from like a very good role player, which is this right now, to being a max level guy. Which you in terms of financial differences might be the difference between him making like twenty five million in his next contract and like thirty five million in the next contract. So I think there's also like that incentive as well. But I think it's all healthy as well. When you look at OG, it's not like he comes across as any sort of like I don't want him to be characterized in a different way. That's the thing with sports. It's just like it, it feels like people attach like personalities to people that you don't even know them at all right and i think with og like i don't think i don't want people to make this jump of oh he wants more that means he's a bad teammate that means he's selfish i don't think any of that is true in fact the way og plays is a very unselfish style and i think that's part of the reason that makes him very very good as a player so i think there has to be some sort of clear delineation but ultimately yeah the numbers just don't show it way like yeah 0.61 points per possession is tough man it's no, tough. no, that's that's that's, that's Tuesday. That's that might Tuesday. be the one of the Raptors' least efficient plays. Period. <laughs> that's Tuesday uh, pickup ball run stats, man. Um, yeah, but like he's going into what's it going to be? Like his sixth, his sixth season already. Damn. Yeah. Um, next season, and I, I don't think he's ever really been put under uh, a lot of scrutiny. Maybe a little bit at the start of last season when the spotlight was on him a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. But I think especially with these comments, and especially with, I think there is a certain segment of fans who who have always just expected a little bit more from OG. Um, well, we just, do talk yeah. him up a lot. And honestly, yes. half the time he does show it. Like, for example, games one and three, one, two, and three in the Sixers series, mm-hmm. he averaged, he, I forget average, he, he scored 20 in the first game, 26 in the second game, 26 in the third game. Now, of course, they lost all three, but that's not OG's fault. He shot the ball really efficiently. He had a lot of possessions where he did ISO and score. So I get it from his perspective too. It's like, okay, I have this ability. You just got to show me. You got to come to me a little bit more often. I think that's, that's fair. Um, but you know, I, again, like it's not like a clear cut thing for me. It's like it's not a travesty if OG doesn't get the ISO a lot because like it's not really what I'm looking for from him. But yeah, yeah. Sel- selfishly, I-, I hope he just you know ends up being happy with with the role that he takes on with this team because you know selfishly, when the Raptors are really good, I, I want him to be here. And, and to be part of this team because he does have a huge role to play. But I, I just don't, like you said, I, I just don't think that role is being one of the primary scorers on this team. I, I love to be surprised. I mean, if he mm. actually turns into a great individual scorer, I mean, the, the ceiling for this team will be ridiculous. But that's what, isn't that what Nick said too? So, yeah, but it's, yeah, no, I, I'm with you though. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting then monitor. I, I, I do think he's finally going to be under a lot of scrutiny from, from, from the fans this season. Um, mm. just just in terms of his performance, because once once stuff like this gets out there, people just you know pe- people really gonna start breaking down your game, the the good and the bad. Yeah, which is which I just did. I don't think I I don't think at any point in the season that I go into an extended discussion of his points per possession on ISOs. But you know, when you do bring this up, then you look at it, you're like, well, it's not good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, mm. I think that's it for Raptor stuff. Um, that's a lot of Raptors else? talk, actually. Yeah, no, um, we're, head, we're heading towards another three-hour pod. Um, oh, okay, good, 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 so. good. Uh, no, I think aside from that, I mean, I'm sure we'll have some questions about the Raptors later on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Anybody um, who submitted questions on IG, uh, stick around. Probably hour three, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> hour two and a half. Um, yeah, I dare you. No, no, don't. I was gonna dare you to put out questions on Twitter. <laughs> no, right now. man. Um, no, don't no, do man. it. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, let's see what else, man. Did you see Steph Curry at the ESPYS this week? Um, I saw clips because, like, did you sit down and watch the whole ESPYS? You know what? I turned on the ESPYS um, just just to hear like the opening monologue, 
And then I realized that like not a single person on Twitter was watching it. Like I was trying to see like oh, people reacting and stuff. Are you serious? I, I just like yo, it's there was nothing on that night. Like I just thought I'd just throw it on. Like you you don't have like Netflix or like I mean I got all the I got Crave. all the streaming apps, man. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Apple, but, you know, TV whatever. Yeah. You, you know, know like um, YouTube like I um you know like I I just you know I'm battling novel coronavirus you know for the third oh, time okay, in, in yeah. four weeks and you know I just wanted some That's laughs. No, no, Steph. Yeah. Uh, Steph was a little bit underwhelming, but I just wanted to bring it up because he roasted Grant Williams, and yeah, I was just I was just wondering why is Grant like is Grant Williams a cloud chaser or what's going on? Like I've seen him. He has to be. He like, has why, to be. Why was he there? What were the Celtics? Um, what were the Celtics like up for? Like the you know the best hypothetical twenty twenty two champion Ooh. award? Like what? I don't I don't get it. And he was talking this week on a podcast about how he still believes. This is what I hate when when athletes lose and they're like we were the better team like i remember markeith morris said that too mm. after the raptors beat the the wizards in the first round and was like no no no, we still believe we're the better team you can't say that when you lose i just feel like fundamentally you cannot say that when you lose a seven game series yeah um what am i gonna say about grant williams i already said it man he's he's patrick patterson without the scene points man Ooh, yeah. I just I don't understand because he was at Michael Rubin's uh, all white party in the Hamptons, okay. like taking photos with Draymond Green after Draymond just called you all kinds of names and beat you in the finals. Mm, and then like, yeah. why would you why would you sit there at the ESPYS and take this joke from Steph? Steph basically said that you know he might he might let him uh, try on his ring um, after, which wow. um, yeah I don't I don't know man I don't know why I have this like healthy dislike for Grant Williams. I think Maybe. it's he's a yeah, Celtic. I, I think it's the way he plays. I think it's the the way he sort of like centered himself in a way. Which I mean, honestly, like I don't even know him, so it's fine. Like it, it's not a big deal to me. Um, I just think that like most Celtics get overhyped in a way that annoys me. And that's just not to say Grant Williams is not a good player. It's not to say Grant Williams is not a better player than Patrick Patterson was. By the way, Prime Patrick Patterson, you know, you know, he, he had some all moments, right, all right, right, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he did. He, okay, all right. Well, still, yeah. um. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I, I just, I, I. By the way, can we talk about Steph's delivery on on some of those SPs? Like, not okay, to say yeah, that yeah, we're sure. like the the you know some roastmasters or like we yeah. give speeches and stuff like that. But you know, like mm-hmm. I, I I've given speeches before or like I you know uh, things like I mean we do a lot of public speaking, so yeah. we're much more rehearsed in this. He yes. came across as like very stiff. Like he would be like, he seemed he, nervous. It, he yeah. seemed nervous and he seemed yeah. apologetic. He's like, damn, I don't want to say this, and then he like roasts you hard. And I just yeah. wish he leaned into it, like just like all out, a, like you know, like if saying. Draymond, if Draymond was hosting this, he'd yeah. just be like, "Why well, he wouldn't really say negative things about LeBron because Draymond <laughs> is on the clutch payroll." But like, he would definitely roast the hell out of Grant Williams. But he just like would lean into it and like have an evil grin as he said it. Whereas with Steph, he's just like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but uh, we beat you in the finals," <laughs> and it's like, all right, that's, all right, "Yo, man, why is why is your Steph impersonation basically Jay Z, man? We we gotta we gotta break that one down too." <laughs> no, no, I had I had to unsubscribe from from the Draymond Green podcast um, after he after he talked about uh, what a great thing LeBron did for showing up at the Jew League 
um, for for letting fans for letting fans who can't for letting fans who can't afford to go to Staples Center watch one of the greatest players of all time uh, in a gym. No, no, I I can't, man. I can't. Were were people saying this when Kobe went? I can't, man. This Draymond Draymond being in the clutches of clutch is is like one of the funniest (sighs) things. One of the funniest things ever. By by the Um, way, you you just know the clutch is going to have their own media arm too. Like I think they already kind of have it, but like I mean, with the barber shop, with the barber shop, and like all the stuff that they do. Yeah, I just mean like a ESPN style, like daily kind of. Like I feel like honestly, like that's the next step is like the 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 problem is like clutch radio. Yeah, they're gonna promise some kind of like authentic coverage, and it's it's just like it's not. Like it's all like it's all just like internally driven. It's like the last dance. Like you have creative control over everything and you you're just using these networks to send a message. Send the yeah. message that you want. It's not unlike a lot of like, you know, uh T V yeah. networks that do politics. Yeah, I mean again, it's you're, you're, this is what people do. When people get really wealthy and they can control most of the people in our lives, the next step is to control the public perception of themselves, which you know, that's that's just normal, I guess. This is like a standard rich people stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I was watching the SBs. Uh, I guess I was yeah. the only person. And nah, you are sickle for doing that. <laughs> it, it just made me realize. This guy's again. like, let me see who the comeback player of the year was. <laughs> no, I was just like, damn. Like it goes back to my theory about like sports funny versus actual funny. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like yeah, Steph true. Steph was delivering like sports funny jokes, and even like those weren't that funny. So you can't blame him though. That's the writers, right? Like they have a staff. They have a staff. Uh, no, I blame him because his again, his delivery was just so okay, like that's stiff. Fair. He's that's he, fair. you know you know what his energy was? His energy was 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 Wes being like, I got a monster. Like <laughs> like that's that's his level of like telling jokes, like, oh yeah, I got a championship ring. I'll maybe let you wear it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, here, you're right, man. you're right. It was like it was like a little nerdy. Like like he should have went. Yeah, but Harder. that's Steph's personality, though. Like that stuff. But I, that's the thing too. Like I see Steph being arrogant like, on the court all the time. So just like be that like publicly, willingly, and stuff like that. Like people all admire you, man. People are like people will come away from a LeBron interview or an MJ interview being like, "Wow, he's so arrogant. I don't like him." Well, actually, I guess some people do that for LeBron. But like you know, I, there is something to be said about just being like, um, just leaning all the way into that personality. And I feel like Steph is always more reserved, but he's like, well, no, I want to be a nice guy and all this other stuff. And it's like, yo, we know you're not a nice guy, man. In terms of like when you play basketball, you're not a nice guy. And when you're telling jokes, like, because you are a great basketball player, like, you know, just lean into it. That's all. No, because I, I thought I'm those not, jokes, are, those jokes were fine, it, you know, but you, you, they're like, they're, they're good for like the savage element to it. Like all oh, that he was joke playing was so it savage. safe. It was like, like safe. It, so, it, it just didn't make any yeah. sense. It just kind of felt like disconnected from each other. But no, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, speaking of who would you want to, yeah, who would up? you want to host the SBs if you could pick anybody? Cause uh, by the way, someone, uh, Emma on Twitter uh, will listen to our four hour podcast in which you, you said, OG's is not funny. Right. And I disagree with you, by the way, I do think right, OG is right, funny. Right, um, right. She she said, we're going to need Alex to name one NBA player that he finds funny. So mm. I would like to, to to ask you to do that right here. Yeah, the search the search continues. Um, you know, Emma, like I, <laughs> I you know, continues. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to actually give some thought oh, because come on, the, when when I when I scan through the 300 um, you know NBA faces that that are running through my head right now, like I, I can't. There's no Not one that jumps up. Okay, you know what? The closest I would give is like Clay Thompson, but I also feel what? like 
Clay Aww. Thompson. No, no. I feel like Clay Thompson has has gotten very over overrated now. Like people think everything Clay does when he is on a boat and and hops on Instagram is funny, and I just don't think that's the case. So I I, I might be putting Clay Thompson in sports okay. funny as well. So I, I, I firmly agree with you, by the way. Yeah. So I'm real funny is honestly hard to come by. Yeah. Like I can't. Okay. I don't know. I, I just have really high standards uh, in terms of just like humor and stuff but so is let jimmy me think butler on funny too no no Jim, the, the funniest thing about jimmy butler is is him just like insisting on this like rise and grind culture like like the, the yeah. fact that you want people to know that you're showing up at the gym at three in the morning is is hilarious to me so he's yeah. like accidentally funny like what's funny about jimmy though like that he makes he's fun blunt. of his teammates he's blunt he's willing to be a bad guy which yeah, i feel like but... is an important trait to have in a comedian yeah, no. see, I yeah no, like I don't think Joel Embiid is funny. No, he's not funny. Like I've I've actually never laughed at anything like yeah. that. You're Joel's not you're not fan of Joel Embiid. No, but even when he used to post photos of like Andre Drummond, and he would like tag the location, like you know, in his head rent free or something like that. Yeah, like that stuff's fine. I don't know. Like I I I've seen. Uh, you know, in the nineties, mm. I, I seen the Knicks and the Heat like choke each other out. That's more that's more funny to me. That's more like, funny to you, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, like when okay. you guys actually have rivalries versus like picking on people on like IG. Um I thought he bullied Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia. Like, congratulations. I don't know. Like <laughs> no, but is, like <laughs> Is bullying funny? Honestly, no, sometimes. But, no, yeah. but it's like he he posts a photo of the guy showing up at the funeral. At his haters' funeral, like like when Ben Simmons finally got traded, and I'm like, I don't know, is this behavior I want from from my franchise player? Man, I sound like like Principal Skinner right now or something. Yeah. Man, I'm a pure hater right now. No, nah, this is this old media talk right no, here. I'm from, like from, from I'm a like new detention. Media. I'm like detention for everybody, man. No, even Draymond talking about new media. He's always like telling Skip Bayless and all these guys to talk X's and O's. He doesn't talk X's and O's. He doesn't break down the games. No, he like, does a little bit. But you know what I mean, though. It's like, on, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I'm not trying I... to start beef with everyone. It's just, it's just that even this like new age of athletes like taking control of their content and stuff. So much, of, so much of it is still in a controlled environment. Like, why haven't we heard from Kevin Durant? Man, I really mm. sound like Skip Bayless now. Why haven't we heard from Kevin Durant, who has his own podcast, giving us the insight of like what he's feeling right now? And like what his summer has been like. You 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 do have a great point about that. Like it, it feels like at minimum, if you're gonna control your own content, then like mm-hmm. be real. But I think that's the thing too. It's just like for them, they're like if you heard like Draymond's like latest interview or podcast or whatever, he talks about like he a lot of the top players, maybe not the the, the medium level players, like but like max level players, all stars and guys like that, like they think of themselves now like businesses, like they think of themselves as like an organization. So they're trying to only make statements that keeps that organization f- safe, which is totally normal. Like you don't hear like, you know, um, Apple coming out and just like coming out with like an own podcast where they're just roasting people or like being super real about everything about like what's going on in the company and, you know, what they think about Google and all those. other he, um, yo, oh he God, loves to use he loves to use that comparison too. Yeah. Every time anybody demands a trade, he's like, you know. 
when when the graphic designer from Apple goes to Google, nobody's questioning his LinkedIn. And I'm like, that's not that's like apples and oranges, man. I'm sorry, but that's apples and Googles. <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's what I'm. <laughs> Anyways, man, I have a lot of issues with that. But I no, guess, I just like, mean like it's saying? not in their interest. Like there's there's a like there's a there's a whole point to like be yes. entertainment where you're you're, you're open. And sometimes that involves being open on a level that you don't control. I think that's why people like sports too. Like you get to see them in a moment where they're showing their, like they can't hide what they're feeling. And that's where mm-hmm. people sort of relate to them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, I don't think Draymond would just, or I don't think Steph, if he had a podcast would just be crying at the end of game, or crying, talking about game six. But at the end of game six, when you see him crying on the court and he's like, Oh my God, we won it again. That's super real. That's super cool. I'm I'm with that. But then when they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we're, the the podcast is on, or the mic is on, or the TV is on, or whatever, the the cameras are on," they just turn into like, "Hey, I'm a cool guy. Here's here's my here's my joke about Grant Williams," and it's like, "All right, you know." <laughs> no. So I'm... no, if, you, if you're gonna go in the content space, just be real. That, but that's like that's a general. Thing, but that's what I'm know? saying. And like, there's no I... incentive for them to be real, man. They're no, already there's... real enough. But then don't. I just don't want this stuff to be marketed as if like, oh, this we're just going to be an open book and we're going to talk about everything. Because, yeah. you know, I think the best podcast format would be if Draymond and KD had a podcast together. So Draymond could actually push KD and they could like push each other because so much yeah. of these podcasts is is just like, oh, a player and like their, their <laughs> friends. And like, listen, sometimes that, that produces great results. Like I'll, I'll point to your boy, Chris Boucher. Like yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Chris Boucher and Mike Roach have a lot that's of great conversations. Chris, that's why I like Chris so much because he was real about everything. You know he what? Was Straight up, right now, I'm crowning Chris Boucher as the realest NBA player podcast. I, I don't even think that's like us gassing him up. Like, no. if you listen to to the Tussle play all four episodes of it, like you will hear him being real about things. Like yeah. him bringing me on is real, right? Yeah. And we talked, yeah. we hashed out what we had in, in a real way. You're still a top five guest. You're still a top five guest just based that's, on the that's, stats that's on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else was on that show? Thad? Thad Young. Yep. Um, damn, which other player did he have on? Delano. He had, another... he had Delano. Yeah, Delano. that's right. Yeah, yeah. He had Delano. Delano. Yeah, so you're a top three guest right now. Yeah, I'm a top three guest. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. We really had to wait. I really thought him. I was going to walk out of the interview with a, uh, a full uh, Puma sweatsuit, but. Yeah, I know. I, know. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought into, it was like mandated. You had to wear one to, to go on the show. Yeah, I, I walked into that whole Renfrew Cafe with you thinking I was going to walk out with something, man. All I walked yeah, out of no. was that giant Twix bar. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, why were you taking so many Twix bars, man? And, hey, and man. Kit Kats and stuff. Hey, this man, guy was like, oh, wow. Trick or treat. Yo, I thought they were going to serve us like a 12-course <laughs> meal or something, man. No, they, by the way, hey, hey, listen, to be fair. To be fair, Mike he did, Mike Roach he, messaged the, you, yes. he did message us and say, like, "Yo, whatever you want, man, it's on us." And I was like, "I'm not hungry. I'm nervous." <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So I, I didn't get any food for us. Sorry. No, but you did walk good. away with like eight Kit Kats. So no, I did eight Kit Kats. Happy Halloween. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. walk away with something, man. Um, so that's, that's your motto. I don't know what I don't know what we were talking about. Oh yeah, the ESPYS. Okay, oh, the ESPYS. So, yeah, so, yeah. So we wrapped. So that nobody, up. nobody, nobody. You don't want anybody to host ESPYS. Yeah, I can't think of anybody right now. Okay. You know what? Let's go with Adam Sandler. Um, okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. What a surprise. Show? By the way, do you see that he was at Ramsden Park? Yeah. So playing you ball? Sent me the You sent me the video. So Adam Sandler is shooting a movie in Toronto right now. You know, Faisal Kamisa messaged me last week and said he ran into him in Yorkville. You uh-huh. sent me the, uh, the the video. This is the park near uh, the, the Rogers Sportsnet building where we 
have played basketball at yes several times so like realistically we really could have ran into him yeah and it's and just now, right now we're yeah. not doing the show so i'm not going to the office but yeah and and you know like i don't you know me man i don't i don't get starstruck um but but like Adam Sandler is in the starstruck list. Like, I think okay. the list is Adam Sandler. And you saw the way I reacted around Jalen Harris at Global Jam. So, like, yeah, that was, put... that was that was unusual. Yeah. So, like, so Jalen Harris um, is definitely on that list. But yeah, every time I see every time I see a grown man right now on the street in Toronto wearing a polo and, and um, you know, XL lavender uh, Nike shorts. Uh, you know, XL, I think, bro. That, yeah. That, 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 <laughs> That's that's five X, man. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Adam Sandler. Like yeah. I several okay. times this week, I've been like, "Oh shoot, is that Adam?" And it turned out not to be. Like I I need I need to run into this guy. Like, just do I just to, hang out clearly, at a park? Yes, just hang out at a basketball court. Adam Sandler clearly is a guy who will just pull up. Man, you know, so. to hoop with or him. Ramsden, bro. You know, you yo, you know where Ramsden is. Yo, to hoop with him would be legendary, man. I'd we could have. Nervous. I'm serious. I've been I've been in those exact pickup runs, like on that exact side of the court too. No, you don't understand, man. I'm I'm gonna be like, yo, man. I could quote the whole Uncut Gems movie, which I can't. All I know is, this I, why, why is would he want that? Why would he want that? Maybe he does. He's like, Maybe he he wants. He's like, yo, 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 give me a screen, give me a screen. You're like, yeah. that's how I win. <laughs> I'm like, yo, doesn't this make you want to step on Elton Brand's neck? He's like, like, what? Pick coming left, pick coming left. He's like, oh, I'm so effed up. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. He's like, yo, yo please. A guy, please a guy scores on me. I'm like, yo, I'm so sad right now. <laughs> oh, man. No, don't be Adam Sandler. Leave him alone, man. Leave no, that man. man alone. If, if, if anybody working, um, you know, for oh. in, in, in the movie industry knows uh, what what he's filming or if you work for the production company, please set up something, man. Let's, let's get Adam on the show or something. Like, please. Like, I'm... I'm desperate. Oh man! Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Anyways, um, Jesus and Mero, Jesus and Mero split up. Yo, um, this is officially so sad, announced. Man. Officially announced that their showtime. For what though? Like for um, what? Do we still? We still don't have a reason, right? Do you know the reason? No. Nah, Why do they split? A lot, there's been a lot of whispers. I think it's what's just, the whisper? I, I think generally, probably just you know, they reached a level of stature where you know, once you get famous, like stuff like this happens. Egos <sighs> get involved. I think they they probably want to do their own thing. Probably got sick of each other, so I think they end up doing what like four seasons at Showtime. Yeah. But that doesn't even count like all the stuff they did at Vice, at Complex, mm-hmm. back in the on the day. podcast. Yeah, the podcast is dead as well. So I don't know, man. Hopefully, we can last four seasons. I'm putting the over under at, at at four and a half. Oh yeah, you know that's that's mostly up to you. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Oh, that's yeah, mostly yeah. up to you, man. I don't even know if I'm back next season. Yeah, yeah you, know, you already you already know, man. You, oh, you know man. I'm loyal to this, but like, okay, we'll figure. No, it out. I, I just think it's kind of sad. Like, I, I I wonder how they're gonna stand individually. I know. No, it did. It did make me think of. It did make me think of. You know this show. Yeah, because I I think I told you this when 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 you started the show. I'm like, yo, like there there is a runway to these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like things are all good now and stuff, but like, yo, you never know. Is all I'm saying, but yeah, you're right you though. Know. You're right though. Damn, like I guess it is on me. You're right though. Yeah, it's really on yeah, you, man. Yeah, okay, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, not to flip it on you, but it fully is on you. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, this is just sad. I just like salute to those two though. They made a lot of great content together. Um, 
they were like really personal and open in a way that like I think really worked for digital. I think probably for TV it was a little bit harder. And I understand that like not that people just like naturally tense up on TV, but there is like a structure and like I think in your mind um intrinsically you like oh, this is what I've seen because I've watched like millions of hours of TV or maybe thousands, thousands of hours of TV in my life. These are how people acted. So when the TV camera is on me, I'm going to just inherently like snap to that position of like, this is the reference point that I have. I think there's just everyone's a little bit more formal on TV. I think on social, whether it's like them doing the show through Zoom or them, you know, at, at Vice Land and stuff like that, when they were just purely making it for YouTube, like that to me was like, uh, like it was inspirational in a way, man. Like I think, especially as a content creator, like you just wanted like copy the the way that they were open, how uh, proud they were to make very specific references that like maybe a lot of people in the audience is not going to understand because they don't come from that same culture, but maybe they'll get it by watching enough of it, or maybe they'll be compelled to learn, or maybe you're just teaching them in, in a slight way. And not to say that their their roles were like to come in and just teach you about you know what it's like growing up in the Bronx, but like. Still, I just I liked how original they were. They were very transparent. They're obviously very hilarious people, um, and they did a lot of great things, you know. And as someone who was like a content creator, it was like it was great to sort of see their their journey. And it sucks that they're they're broken up, man. That's the thing for me. I'm just like, look, I know there's nothing like it's not like I'm gonna go solo and do some 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 sort of crazy shows. Like I've already kind of done that already, and I know the limits of that. Like I think there is lots of value in like building something collectively i think it, it helps to create um an atmosphere that two people can't individually do themselves so yeah but good damn. for them though congrats to them man yeah show us to them no no we gotta be we gotta be the pacific mall jesus and Merrill, man um and i think, I think people great. have already called us that which i, yeah, I think see I as a huge yeah. compliment yeah yeah um, no i love also it. you've had You've had Deezus on your show. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I used to be a Stephen LeBron radio stand. Deezus was on the original Stephen LeBron radio. This, this this was when they were just starting to work at Complex. And I remember yeah. he came over to my apartment in New York to record. Yeah. And I uh, forgot to press record. Oh, okay. And I, I messaged him the day after and it was like, man, like my bad. And he's like, no problem, man. Showed up the next day and we did it again. Wow. So, so this was wow. obviously before... Um, he was big time. And there was one time I was almost on Jesus and Miro. What? I, I just didn't have enough clout. So this was when I was leaving New York. They were shooting at Vice. And I was just saying goodbye to like a lot of people that I met in New York. And I messaged Jesus. I was like, yo, congrats on all your success. He's like, yo, what are you doing like tomorrow? Like, just come through. Like, come through, hang out on set. So I came through. I was supposed to bring my friend Amanda, but she was busy. So I ended up going myself. And then Jesus, I was just chilling with Jesus and Miro like backstage. Uh -huh. um with victor meeting the team and stuff and one of one of their guests they were gonna tape in like an hour and one of their guests was actually like just like went missing like like they didn't oh, know where okay. she was and then Deezus like um looked to the producer and was like hey man we can have we can just have alex fill in man he's like <laughs> and yo, meryl was like no <laughs> he's like he's like yo this guy writes for gq like he's hilarious man we can talk ball with him and stuff and then the producer was like no 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 we'll wait <laughs> Uh, yes. so, yo so for oh, five man. minutes i was like oh man because i don't know on the vice thing they did that nervous, man no they did that thing where um you, you choose your own um the thing that they do what's the thing the neon lights thing that they do right? yeah yeah, yeah. The, yeah the rainbow yeah. thing yeah, yeah the rainbow yeah. thing so for yeah. like for like 30 seconds i was trying to think what what my rainbow thing was gonna be um and, and i don't want any trouble 
No, it probably would have been something corny, like, yo, it's an honor just to be Asian. Yeah. No, but oh, like, you know, I would have gone corny, man. No, but yeah, like, I know you um, would have. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was um, so close, man. So close. Because, man, if I made it on that segment, the clout would have been crazy. Like, you know, because like, that was like 2014, right? Mm, yeah. Should have put, should have put uh, F. Paul Pierce. Oh, yeah. That I think they would have been with it too because they're Knicks yeah. fans and he was or a man like, yo, is Bob Cousy alive? Um, but like, something that's a like good that. one. That's a good one. Yeah. No, nah, but it's, yeah, no, it's always sad to, to see the split. Um, so, you know, yeah. hopefully we can learn some lessons from this. But uh, hopefully their their careers yeah. are still solid, like even without, yeah. you know, like the show and itself. I think there'll be, there'll so. be a reunion down the line. Things, things happen. Yeah. yeah. And then, then you bury so, it. Yeah, then you Bro, bury they're it. like 40, man. Like, there's no reason to beef. Yeah, forty year olds who forty year olds who have beef, like you got to find balance in your life. Damn, I got three years left. Um, yeah, yeah, all right, find balance. So it was a National Hot Dog Day recently. Um, I love how I, I That's love every how this, day for you, man. I love how this is just the like the daily show now. Um, National Hot Dog Day, and uh, mm-hmm. the Toronto Blue Jays put out this. Uh, you know those grids sometimes you see with NBA players. It's like build your team using ten dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, have, yeah, and we're gonna have players in the five, four, three, two, one dollar tier. Mm-hmm. So they had this; they wanted you to build your hot dog using condiments in yeah. these tiers, but you have ten dollars total. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna uh, give you these. You gotta send tiers, me the graphic. Though. Send me the graphic. It's it's in the rundown. It's in oh, the rundown. There's a rundown. Yeah, yeah. If if you pull what? up, if you pull up the rundown, the doc Google oh, doc you've our been work using. Rundown? Oh, for the past, this is what you've been using for the past sixteen months. Yeah, bro, what? I thought I, I thought we stopped using this on the show. No, over. no, 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 oh, no. This sorry, is man. how this is how I've been doing it. Okay, okay, okay so, I see it. I see it. I see so, it. Okay, so yeah, the dollar ahead. tier for for all yeah. the listeners again, we're we're ten dollars. This is a ten dollar dog, which no problem for me. Um, and you know, no, inflation's for $1, crazy, bro. Ten dollar dog. Come yeah, one dollar condiments, horseradish. I believe it's pineapple. And then Thousand Island Dressing. I'm going to pass on all three of those. How about you? Yeah. Maybe Horseradish. Maybe. No, honestly, no, I that's like pass. Horseradish in in uh, in, um, uh, in Oysters. That's it. Yeah, that's a pass for me. Okay, so $2 tier shredded cheese, bacon bits, potato chips. Bacon bits I would consider. Sometimes I do like bacon bits, but I, I think I, I'm still going to pass. I want to save my $10 right now. Yeah, I'll probably put the shredded cheese on. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, $3 tier jalapenos. What? Maple syrup barbecue sauce. That's a pass for me, man. Dog, yo, if you're putting maple syrup on your hot dog, like, just let us know. Like, uh, Ali Khan, if you what, put together what's, what's this graphic, come on, Ali Khan. You should have consulted me. Um, $4... I probably put jalapenos on because you've actually seen me put jalapenos on my hot dogs in the media room before. So, I, Yeah, yeah, no, I have. I, I can vouch for that. $4 tier onion sauerkraut relish. Man, this is kind of tough. I still haven't spent any money yet. <laughs> You got no, you got bacon bits on there so far. Oh yeah, bacon bits. But then cuz the $5 tier is ketchup, mustard and chili. And I think if I only had $10, I would just go simple, ketchup and mustard. Yeah, you do like a basic dog. Oh yeah. I love any kind of dog. I really do like hot dogs. Like I don't I don't I know Will likes I, to joke I can about it. the passion coming through. No, man. no, like like I I know Will likes to joke about it, but like I probably might go get a dog after just cuz we had uh. this conversation. <laughs> Cause he's cause the original. Those... He got that dog in him. <laughs> yo, <laughs> they did the extra. There's a, there's, yo, there's an those, dog in you. Yo, those those trucks on Front Street. Damn, man. Like, oh yeah, you, know? you do live in like Hot Dog Central. In yo, I, yo, I literally live in Hot Dog Central, man. And like, damn. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. I need my own dog, man. Like, like they need yeah. to put a dog. You know, I don't know, man. 
Anyways. Okay, here's my question to you. Do you put mayo on your hot dog? No, mayo makes me sick, man, like on the hot dog. I feel like the mayos that you get on the street are very hit or miss. I can't okay, trust yeah. it. Okay, yeah, on the street, mayo I'm not going to have. I can't trust it. But in the yeah. Raptor Media Room, I kind of like started putting mayo on the hot dog, so I kind of got bored. I was just kind of doing random stuff. I don't mind food. a little sriracha on it, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, because we're under this ten dollar restriction, like I went with ketchup and mustard, but like sauerkraut is really is a really great yep, yep. um choice for me. Um onions know, is Ch- pretty good too. Chelsea Anthony Bourdain. By the way, crispy onions should be like a ten dollar oh. option. Like crispy like actually yeah. fried crispy onions are yeah. like the number one thing to put How do on we feel dog. about like Korean hot dogs and stuff? Have we had that... this conversation? We probably have. Korean I mean salute to Koreans because like, you know, they were uh let's just say occupied for a long time um, due to the Korean war, which I'm not going to get into, but like, you know, the U S military is still there. I know this makes you nervous. It's okay. I'm going to pivot away. And in the process of that, they've introduced a lot of like Americanized foods to Korea and Koreans like just made the most of those. Like the, the the food they introduced were like spam sausages, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, like corn dogs. Um, And then they were like, okay, let's just, yes, these are weird ingredients, but we're going to make the most of these and yeah so salute to koreans man very resourceful people um what they've done to the hot dog is uh great much tastier than any of this to be honest and uh yeah if you haven't had a korean hot dog go try one um maybe don't just like dive directly into the the squid ink one you know like our oh, one of yeah. our uh, co-workers did yeah shout out to um, lance kennedy yeah shout out to lance kennedy so it sometimes produces for us yeah. um but uh yeah just go try a korean hot dog they really like like they essentially they did pit my ride, but with a hot dog. Yo, it's like a, they put they put no, a they PlayStation in the hot dog. <laughs> no, they 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 did remix it. Yeah, and they did. I, I respect that. I respect that. And then to turn that into like a lot of these places are pretty lucrative. Like I can't sometimes I crave a Korean hot dog, and I can't even go because the lineups are just crazy. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 they turn it into a lucrative business. I'm trying to think what else. I've always thought dim sum could be remixed, but I'm like. I'm not sure how though. Like I just feel like there's a different way to present dim sum to to maybe like I a hear white you. audience. I hear you. This is a discussion that you and I have to have as Chinese people. Like we might have to like not remix but rebrand a little bit to like market the food a little bit like in a more creative way to this audience. Obviously I the think, audience Yeah. It's obviously obviously a very popular cuisine worldwide already. But I just think in terms of like this niche audience, like when you're talking about people who walk along Spadina and they have some money and they're probably not Chinese and they walk around, and they're like, ooh, what's going to catch my eye? Like, for example, like when we work like near the Rogers office, there's this like dumpling place, which is actually a really good uh, restaurant just in general, Shinji Dumplings. Um, I like a lot of their dishes, but the, the reason why I think they catch eyes a lot is because like they make dumplings in different colors. They'd be like rainbow dumplings. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We've we've tried the rainbow dumplings, oh, man. We've They're tried great. those. So basically, yeah. it's like in, in the dumpling wrapper itself, they've like put like um, different like dyes and stuff like that um, to sort of distinguish the flavors that they're in. To me, I'm like, first off, I've had all these dumplings. Second of all, the rainbow dumplings are seven like I think it's seven dumplings of different colors uh, for like ten dollars. Whereas like for nine dollars, I can have like fifteen pot stickers. I would definitely rather do that. It's a better deal. But, like, it's a more eye-catching experience. That's kind of the remixing I think I'm, like, if we can mm. kind of do a little bit more of that, I think we could kind of, like, brand better in, like, this specific market. But, yeah, I don't know. What's the next, what's the, what's going to be the next breakout Chinese food 
that people are going to start catching on to. And by that, I mean, like, non-Asians are going to be start eating this stuff. Uh, probably super fresh, um, I want to say. No. Oh, come on, Yeah, man. I'm trying to... You know the thing with dim sum, too? Is, I saw you is... put super fresh in your article, too. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, with dim sum... No, with yeah. dim sum and, like, Chinese food, I, I think a lot of uh, white people just find it intimidating. Like, I was talking to friend yeah. of the program, Tom Henry, and then we're planning on going to dim sum next week uh oh, you're you invited as well. really good friends. yeah you yeah, know you're invited as well if you want to oh, okay thank you but but like um probably on wednesday but like um uh, i'm not gonna be here yeah oh right right, right. but yeah. like he's just like 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 if we go like can you order like you yeah, order yeah, the yeah. food yeah. I, I think well, just the, like, all, the whole experience is intimidating though because why are they so, afraid okay what if you so, bro imagine you went with your friend to like um, McDonald's, and you were like, "Yo, to uh, Owl and Firkin," um, and we're just like, "Blake, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blake, yeah, yeah. Blake, can can you can you just tell me what's on tap?" Like, you're like, um, um, uh, "Mr. Murphy, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mr. I, Murph, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know what, what what this food is. Like, I just, am I, I going to accidentally <laughs> eat? Yeah, shepherd's beef? pie. Like, like what's like, going on? Bro, I don't know yeah. what's in a shepherd's pie. <laughs> that doesn't describe at all what's going on in there. I'm trying it's, to it's think. Uh, okay, I'm trying like, to think as as two Chinese guys, like. What cuisine do you do you find intimidating, if at all? Like if you none, know. it's food. How's, yeah. There's no food that's intimidating to me, man. Yeah, that's fair. If that's you talk fair. like if if you have dietary but dim sum is intimidating. Can, but can we what's, admit that? What's, like what's intimidating? Is that the old Asian ladies pushing the cart? Is that no. is that what's scary? Okay, you? First of all, cart pushing is kind of old school now. Like you just check off a menu. I agree. These days, right, I, I agree. Which yeah, just makes right. it a lot easier. But I think it's just that when you sit down and you see there's like 50 items on that menu. Like yeah. we automatically know the key items, like the things that we always get. People mm-hmm. who've never been don't know, right? Like I, I think they just don't want to look like an idiot ordering like okay. ten things. This is this is my problem. Hmm. Are you afraid to order for yourself because you're afraid you're not going to get the best experience, or are you afraid to order for yourself because you don't want to eat, eat something that's been translated as black ear fungus, which sounds genuinely terrifying mm. but it's actually just a very regular no, I'm, I'm dish saying, and it has no problem i actually with it. don't think it's because, bad that people are intimidated because i get it i get it because like when, when it really when you, when you i've go never eat, been to any restaurant i've been like yo i'm afraid to order here like it's not that it's just like you want to make sure you're getting a good dim sum experience and you're getting i hope that that's the case but i honestly think in the back of a lot of people's minds are like oh you know, Asian people like, you know, like the racist stereotype. Well, Asian people will eat anything. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to come in here and eat whatever, like camel's hump, like like, uh, <laughs> like in rush hour or whatever. No, Which is listen. not even a thing, by the way. Nobody in China eats camel's hump. There's not even camels in China, man. Unless you're talking about like maybe the, the, the north west region which i have yeah. no idea what people are eating up there i actually really do like xinjiang food by the way um but it's like yeah what are you afraid of and are you are you afraid because in the back of your mind you have like actual I, I, racist thoughts towards i don't think Chinese it's people what they I'm, eat. I'm gonna push back i'm gonna okay I'm, I'm not saying that's I'm what tom's saying no, i'm, I'm, just, for, I'm once, just saying there's... for once i'm gonna stand up for my uh white brethrens and yeah, yeah there you go uh, go ahead no I, I i'm gonna take their side i, I think I think it's honestly just just the volume, the quantity mm. of the menu, and it's just like it is. It, it is big, yeah. And it's yeah. like you don't want to mess up. Like you don't want to mess up and just be the be the guy eating like I don't know, man, like deep fried taro and uh, a kanji or something. Like, <laughs> That's fine though. Then you just no, but you know what something. I mean though. Like if I if when I wanted when I went to Argentina, actually, honestly, this is a bad example because in Argentina, yeah. really, they're only eating like. Uh, barbecue and and empanadas that was like and right, maybe hamburgers right, right, right. like that was it yeah. actually and hot dogs but yeah. that's it like grilled meats essentially yeah. exclusively but like you know if you go to like i don't know like when i went to colombia like i didn't i don't speak right. spanish 
a lot of the menus are just in Spanish. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just pick something, man. I recognize two words on that thing. I'll just pick it. And yeah. You discover and you learn a little bit, you know, you live no, and learn. That's what I, that's what I like about travel. Just live and back, learn. That's back all. when I was married, I remember like we were in like, I think like Santorini and like Greece and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, we'd stay at these small towns and like you, you would just find a family restaurant. Yeah, and you would. But just, were you afraid to order? You're like, mm, oh my god, maybe I'll eat uh, I, octopus. It wasn't, but I make it easy. I'd be like, yo, I'd be like, yo, just, just, um, just give us the three plates that you would want to eat. Like, we just make it easy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, no, I, like, I get that. I get that. But that's I the same that as someone sure. bringing you to dim sum and being like, yo, Will, like you order for us. It's the same. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I again, there's there's two versions of this. I, yeah. That's the one version I'm really not okay with. Yeah, the, the racist is this bro. Is like be a man and order your food, man. Jeez, like, no, nah, man. What do you think we're doing out here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think we're doing out here? No, I'm pushing back against that because, like, I want to rely on the person who knows the, the that particular. That's type fine. Of food the that's, most. that's 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 door B, which is innocuous to me. I mean, I. Right. I but yeah, okay. there's the other door. I just I just wanted to tell you, there's the other door. No, that's 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 perfect. Anyway, fair. go out, go out and have some dim sum. But how, what what food are we gonna revolutionize? I think to me, like, it was really cool to see Jim being like. You know, oh yeah, away. yeah. Now they call it. Um, they they love promoting it as Chinese pancakes. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. I like, know, but every everywhere but you it's see, so much better than a pancake. Because there's a lot of these places, um, you know, here in Chinatown on Spadina, which I which I yeah. go to a lot. And they outside, you see all the signs. It's like, come try our Chinese pancake. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, or Chinese tacos. Like they promote it like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But yeah. no, it, that they're definitely having a moment. <sighs> I think there's two. Think okay, so you know what? This, I think there's two ways you can go about this. One yeah. way is you lean hard towards like what this specific market may know, may recognize. Yeah. Be like Chinese hamburgers or Chinese pancakes or what a Chinese right. tacos, right? You give them some sort of like association, even though it's not like that at all. Yeah. Um, the other way is you lean hard into specificity, which I feel like a lot of like japanese food in particular has leaned into it's the same way that like you go to a, 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 a italian restaurant and they list like all sorts of pasta styles that like i honestly don't recognize because i don't speak italian or i don't eat enough pasta but i'm just expected to sort of learn it because that's what's authentic so mm. you can lean one no, of that's two a really ways good point. and no, that's a really good yeah point. i, I okay. actually don't like when cultures like lean the first way but I, I also i'm not here to judge because people are just trying to make a business and no you, you definitely no right have strong wrong opinions way, but... when, when it comes to I'm, you know, I'm sensitive about Asian food. This is like level one of uh, Asian activism is being sensitive. No, you're very protective. I feel like you're very protective um, yeah. of just like Asian food culture. Yeah, I just um, mm. I just this let podcast Twitter... is gonna be four hours again, bro. No, I just let Twitter know we're approaching two hours. Oh, okay, and, good, good, um, good, good. Our guy Josh in uh, in the UK is just like, come on, don't do this to me. I still have thirty minutes of last Friday's pod. <laughs> no, my man, <laughs> my man's gonna be set for the summer. No, lock in, lock in. Look up the best Chinatown in London, UK. That's another thing I I love to do where wherever I am is just go to a Chinatown, mm. like Florence, Italy, Chinatown. Um, but anyways, okay. Anyways, damn, yeah, I did some crazy traveling back in the day too, man. Yeah, um, man. what's the craziest place you've uh, traveled to? Or not crazy? <sighs> I just mean like most obscure place. I don't know, like split Croatia. I was there for like two days. Oh, can we tell the can we tell the story or no? What story? Uh, about the a very famous NBA writer. Who? Who are you talking about? Oh, Zach Lowe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> now yeah, tell so, your Zach Lowe story, please. It's so, so funny. This man. was the same trip, yeah. So I, I stayed a little bit in Split. 
And then it was it Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. Um, sure. Yeah. I was there for a little bit. Um, lots of people were going there because of Game of Thrones. They filmed it there. So, anyways, uh-huh. I'll, it's I'll also just it. a great place. Croatia has a lot of tourism. Yeah. Croatia is amazing, man. And, right on and, the water um, too. Yeah, beautiful. So this was yeah. I was traveling and I hit up Zach and I was basically just telling him, hey, I'm going to be in Croatia because um, he he talks about his summer vacation a lot, right? Like because mm-hmm. his um, his wife. Is uh is it his wife's side of his family? It yeah, is, his right? wife's Croatian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife is Croatian. Because I get confused because he's got Toronto ties. Well, his wife like uh, moved to Toronto, as like right. a lot of people in the Balkans have. Yeah, right, right. So then I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, like any recommendations?" And he gave me a bunch of recommendations. And then he was like, "Oh, like where you're staying is actually close to to where um, her family's staying. Like here's uh here's like her address. You should go check it out." and i was like i was like oh hell yeah i'm like i'm gonna take a photo in front of the door and post it on twitter he's like please don't do that and i haven't i haven't heard from zaka via email in like eight years you know try try to book him for you this year and stuff you know he's probably like he's probably like no no asians on the low post when we talk raptors it's only bruce arthur eric kareen and and, uh, and blake, Salute to blake bro no blake no blake, yeah. come on man blake yeah, blake is promoted um, nah, nah. No, they, but they I think need, to, they need Alex and Will on the low post, man. That, and then it's like, oh, uh, up next up, we got Kevin Pelton, the machine, uh, breaking oh, down man. the Sacramento Kings cap sheet situation. <laughs> you know, I wish you were joking, but that really would be what happens. <laughs> no, no, and I feel no, like no. he's not available. Bobby is, but like, um, I think the key part that you're missing is just like. Zach doesn't even know you that much. Like you guys worked together in the because you were based out in Europe for a while, so you guys worked. Yeah, yeah. Like, we we connected maybe like three times. Yeah, yeah. no, but yeah. this is like if like you know if uh I don't know, man. If Doug Smith hit me up was like, "Yo, I'm going to I'm going to China." Like you know, yeah, I'm where going do you to, recommend? I'm going to. Ta- and I'm like, I'm going to oh, Tang oh, Jing. you're going to Tianjin? Like usually, <laughs> yeah. this, you know, this like this university is like near like. Where yeah. my family stays, and he took me. A, he took a photo of like outside my my grandparents' house. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I called I was, the authorities immediately. Uh, yeah, I was joking, but Zach definitely was a little bit stressed. So no, it's, it's <laughs> of course. Why did you go to it's, the house? No, I didn't. I didn't. That's I, not I, an attraction. Man. No, I just There's said lots I was of attractions. I was like, I'm gonna post a photo. He's like, please don't. And that's um, yeah, no, that's the last time I've ever heard from him. Um, okay. so yeah, fair enough. Anyways, great episode. Finally. So far. Elite episode. To. Five stars, by the way. If you enjoyed the Zach Lowe story, go ahead and write a review and say, uh, I, I love the Zach Lowe story. I'm going to give it five stars. Yeah, yeah. No, if you yes. made it to this point, once again, this is the, this is kind of like the point. Um, yeah, this is a rest of, stop. You know, yeah, this is a stop. So, like, just add us on Twitter and, and be like, damn, you know, like, like you guys did it again. Um, no, nah, <sighs> what are we doing, man? Anyways, yeah. so... I, I did a uh, post on, on IG yesterday saying, um, are there any questions that you guys did not, that we did not cover last week during our four okay. hours? And uh, turns out there was about 40 or so. So you, so you verified that these were ones that we didn't answer? No, I definitely did not verify them. Okay, I just, okay. Did, I just did this to surprise you. You know, I ah, thought, okay. I thought since man. since I've canceled all my plans for the next seventy two hours, like I might yeah. as well go in. This so is this I... is socializing for you. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I I promise I did not rig this. You know, I'm just reading these in order. First question: What is your recommended dish at Super Fresh? <laughs> um, the fried chicken is really good. I I really like the egg salad sandwich. Mm-hmm um there's i don't know there's so the big beef bowl is really good to be honest i've been at super fresh like 15 times and like 11 times just to like hang out and uh you know drink soju with will like i've only gotten to eat there 
like two or three times. So I definitely need to go back more. But those those are my recommendations. Uh, what about you, Will? Um, yeah, I'm I'm always very partial to noodles. Um, yes, because I'm from northern China, and that's we just eat noodles nonstop, basically. And so. Mm. Yeah, um, they have like I don't know. I mean, I really this you guy, can't really this go wrong. Really, this guy really noodles, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm the real noodles, man. I don't care. Um, I can't believe this is another noodles, man. I'm ready to start that beef, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm 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 hand pulled noodles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. Uh, Why did you say it in that voice? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe uh, this is a sports that property, man. What up? <laughs> yeah we're changing the game right here no but seriously they have a so they have a lanjo style noodle shop um oh yes yeah i love i love beef noodles by the way you know i, I had some ramen last night uh mm. you know went out went, went out for like a you know ramen plus you know um, outdoor park movie date it was it was really nice and, and ramen place was pretty nice too nice. but I was, as i was eating i was like damn i wish these were chinese ramen I wish these mm. were Chinese noodles. I'm just saying, man. I just haven't had them in a long time. Not to say that like I think they're superior or whatever, which I do. No, but... no, I'm completely with you. But uh, yeah, super fresh. One of those places. I think once you pull up the yeah. menu, there no shortage of stuff. Definitely recommend going with maybe a bigger group so you can just share a lot of food. Yeah, definitely. And, and I've still been dying stuff. to, still been trying to um, go to the uh, uh, the auntie supply there to get some snacks. You know, so, that's right. Um, so. By the way, if you there's a there's a there's a there's a speakeasy in there as well. I'm not going to say mm. where. Like you maybe probably discover it uh, for yourself. Um, but at the speakeasy, I ordered this drink called the Hua Cha, which in Chinese is uh, flower um, tea. Oh, okay. and so it's like, yeah, it's it's really good. It, it's especially, I think there was an I was given an option if I want baiju or if I want um, if I want something else. I think maybe something like maybe a vodka or some sort of clear uh, a liquor. And yeah, no, I, I went for the baiju option, and it was super super good. It has chrysanthemum flowers in it. It tasted like a tea, but it was also like I don't know, quite strong. It was just very enjoyable. So I just salute to super fresh in general. Yeah, salute, man. No, the the free promo is crazy. Um, next up, this is from. I mean, John. to be fair, we get free food every time we go, so this is the least we could do, you know. I've paid. I've paid. Um, okay, so, I paid once. Um, from from John, you know, fresh off getting married. Um, yep. salute. Who is, congrats. Um, yeah, yeah. Congrats. Hope you're hope you're recovering from the novel uh, coronavirus. Um, who is the root worst raptor of all time? Yo, no root, no groat. <laughs> The throat, throat Jesus goat. Christ. Um, yeah, yeah. so on, worst raptor of all time. Okay, listen, there are worse players than this guy. I'm gonna name, but yep. uh, it, it is two expectations in terms of not delivering on expectations. I'm gonna have to name Hiru Turkulu as, as the worst oh. raptor of all time. He's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad because, um, because don't list, like, don't list like he's the still 15th, the biggest right? free agent signing, you know, that yeah, like, he's still the yeah, biggest yeah. incoming free agent, like not a re signing guy, like, right. Yeah, like I don't want to hear like, oh, Nigel Hayes, because he played three games and somehow shot an arrow towards the Knicks bench when he hit that. Man, one wow, three. damn! Yeah, you know, that's you're, a deep you're cut. a true hooper if you know if you're mentioning Nigel Hayes. That's on a Raptors. deep cut. Yeah. You're like, was he better than Malachi Richardson? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but do you have one that jumps to mind? Like I, I'm using it on a scale Raptor? of expectations, expectations versus reality, and it has to be Turkaloo. I mean, like if we're just talking about like worst. Like Hooper that I've seen play for the Raptors, like in terms of like the skill set was just lacking. Sure. It's it's clearly Bruno, man. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Ricky it, yeah. Bruno had very that's little fair. basketball skill. Like that's what, not to insult what him. What were you thinking hyping him up at all, man? Damn. It was just a, it was a meme. It was a meme. Oh my god. Okay. You no, know, the meme, like bro, at towards the end of the season, like salute to 
our guy Sahal took us to the to the game. Just a great dude, you know, Sahal Abdi. Oh yeah, one of the and, best uh, dudes in the city. Absolutely. Um, you know, support his charity, play forever, the, and everything like the that. The city of Richmond Hill. Bro, this guy was telling me every day in our DMs that Bruno needs to go to university. Damn. <laughs> he, he said this guy needs OSAP. Damn. He needs office hours right now, man. That's that's crazy. He's like, listen, it's not too late to apply to Ryerson. Yo, that's wild. Uh, but that's yes, so that's a good anyway, call. yeah, I'm gonna go with Bruno. Yeah, nah, I just actually, call. I think that's a, in terms of just like actual skill. That's all we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Also, and, uh, rookie Bruno. Maybe later in the, in, in his yeah. career he gained other skills, but rookie Bruno with like, really uh, had enough. Let's go with like Yogi Stewart as well. You know, didn't really deliver on that big contract. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, Hakeem if you told me if Yogi Stewart was like a a baseball player. Um, or about <laughs> you're thinking about Yogi Berra, man. Um, again, that doesn't sound like a real person. Like, has that a real name? <sighs> All right. Uh, which love, love free agent? Which free agent signing um, this summer by another team did you see and think, "Damn, the Raptors should have tried to outbid"? Um, I can't really think of one. Which free agency signing? Was there a free agent where you felt like, "Damn, like I wish the Raptors were in on that"? Honestly, I, I wouldn't have minded if the Raptors got Gary Payton the, th- uh, the second. Oh yeah. Yeah, he didn't really go for that much. I I feel like there was a there's a skill set there that he could like if he were a backup point guard or a third guard, I, I'd yeah. be pretty happy with that. But man, he was in then such again, the Raptors per- straight up yeah. had him in the nine hundred five, and they could have signed him, and they didn't do that. So yeah, that maybe that they don't value sucked. his skills. It's probably it's probably because he's not six seven enough. You know, you know, yeah. Um, That's... I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with a Bradley Beal. You know, whenever you know, oh, whenever you can give some uh, someone. Who's never made it out of the second round, and who consistently talks about wanting to win, but continues to re-sign with the Wizards? You know, when whenever you get a chance to give someone like that two hundred fifty million, you know, you have to do it. Um, or, or maybe the Denver Nuggets signing DeAndre Jordan. Um, we, you know, we, we all know how that always turns out. I don't know yeah. who else. Mo, Mo Bamba. Some people want it. We're interested. Raptors fans, I know we're interested in Mo Bamba. You didn't. You I didn't mean... seem. You didn't seem that intrigued by Mo Bamba. He would have been. I would have been fine with it. Um, Malik but... Monk. I, what are we doing here, man? No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm kind I, of I think, reaching. I, right free agency now. wasn't that exciting. If we're going to be honest about it, free agency wasn't that exciting. So Kyle Actually, Anderson. That... Hey, I would have minded Kyle Anderson. He was. He was in your mid level discussions. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's in my secret list of secret agents in the NBA. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a secret agent. Ron, Ron Harper Jr. is on that list, by the way. He's uh, half Filipino. Oh, that's right. Yeah. His mom. His Salute mom. To him, man. Yeah. His mom. Um, okay, and okay. yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's honestly huge for the Filipino community in Toronto. Cause you just know how many, like there's honestly, you can't go to any court in Toronto and not find Filipinos playing basketball. It's just like, it's just oh. like so much in their blood. And yeah. so for one to be on the Raptors is sick. This, this is a, this is a McDonald's Chinese restaurant theory. You walk into any McDonald's in Toronto, take a photo. There'll be a Chinese person in there and there'll always be a Filipino person cause they love basketball on the yeah. basketball courts so no i'm, ex- I'm excited about okay we the got best players in our run are, are are filipino i'm pretty sure yeah i, I haven't need, talked to them specifically but you know yeah we need better chinese basketball players in general man that's yeah you we're know always that's coming a, up that's second we're, we're always coming up second and third man like i, I mean it's, uh, it's always like yeah man just like stop I, I don't know actually that's a good question why are there better ones yeah. Anyways, why are there uh, better ones? Next up, uh, current favorite music. Uh, what's what's in your rotation right now, Will? What's in my rotation right now? Um, 
specifically. I mean, I just watched the James Brown documentary about him uh, performing in uh, Kinshasa. So, oh, okay, a little bit of James Brown. Um, okay, okay, okay. What's in my let's let's open up my my daily mix one. I feel like that's the most accurate. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. Go. You can't lie to your daily mix one. So let me just let's read go. off some songs in here. Uh, Sugar, Brockhampton, uh, Gwendolyn's up. Apprehension by Mick Jenkins, great song. Best I Ever mm. Had by Drake, great song. Baby Shred by Luna Lee, emerging Toronto artist. Check her out. A really, yeah. really talented musician. Uh, I don't even know this song. Wait for You uh, featuring Drake and Thames. Obviously, I know that song. I'm just talking about Let It Go. I don't. This is a very random song. Um, what else is in here? Caroline Amine. This is a very old mix. I feel like, yeah. All right. I don't know. Right. I listened to a little bit of Jack Harlow recently just to see if he was good. And Damn. For my taste, he was good like half the time. So there's some there's some talent there. I, I like the the song he did with Drake was very good. I like when Drake's just like you know actually rapping and is talking to himself and being like, "I'm so wealthy, no one can relate to me." And I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's my favorite Drake man. That's my favorite Drake when he's like, "Yeah, that's a, yeah." That's you know, I'm telling you about things that you can't Drake. even imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like hip hop, man. Everybody just talks about being rich. Um. Yeah, so yeah. That's, me, that's what's on mine. What's on yours? Uh, for me, honestly, it's just a lot of '90s hip hop, man. I'm. Oh yeah, through. yeah. Like, like the oh, song yeah. I literally was just playing on Spotify was Lloyd Banks on Fire. Oh yeah, classic, um, bro. Yeah, you know, had some, you know, classic. been 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 diving back into the Michelle Branch, you know, catalog. Um, oh what? I, I actually bought on, bought some merch, bought some another, merch another from her divorce. website. Um, you know, the other day, you know, you know who, you know who she was in town last week and then got, got me digging back into her catalog too, was Alanis Morissette. Um, yo, I, so I've, Canadian been, legend, I've been bumping man. some Alanis too, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I she, feel got like, great, she got great songs. Yeah. I, I watched a doc about her too. I think it's like music box on HBO and it's just like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these artists, especially like pop artists in the nineties, like we just like the, the way they were covered or talked about mm. uh, was just like not good. Like, like I remember growing up, it's just like people hated on on a lot of people hated on Alanis. Like I know, I know she had like a big really, yeah. Like I remember, like okay. even like people like Britney Spears too. I gotta dig, I gotta dig back in. Spears to, had beef with Alanis Morissette. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyways, Lupe okay. Fiasco, um, yep. Ghostface Killer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. I just yeah. the same stuff. No, nah, you're. I haven't listened. I get it, yeah, I haven't listened to new music for for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've also the been listening. Drake song, you know. <sighs> I liked a couple songs off. Uh, honestly, never mind. Yeah. But I can't. I name. can't even name. I can't even name you the. <laughs> okay. I can't even name you the songs right now, man. It's tough. Uh, okay. Jimmy yeah. Cooks. Um. But like. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I would have. I would have liked to go. Uh, gone to the Drake concert though. He's he's bringing back the OVO Fest stuff, right? Yeah. Like Young gonna, Money reunion. Young Money reunion. Like, yeah. 800 bucks i hit up the plug the plug's like no i can't help you so <laughs> yeah come on man how much clout do you think you really have uh probably i, I definitely overestimate myself yeah um so i just yeah. i just want to get to a level of clout where like you know um i can i can align with brands that i actually like instead of you know having to be desperate but that's a different conversation um mm. anyways the tylenol mm. has kicked in so if you could have any backup point guard in the league for Fred, who would it be and why? Any backup point guard? Ooh. DeLon uh, Wright? No. Ricky Rubio? No, also uh, no. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry? This is such No, come on, man. He's a starter. He's a starter. Relax. Uh, I got to look at the list of point guards real quick. 
Who else? Um, who has a good backup point guard? Like, is like Alex Caruso a backup point guard? Nah, I think he's a starter. He starts. You know, unfortunately, you know who I'm gonna say. It, does he? Does he not? Does, I thought Lonzo starts when when everyone's healthy. Which but I, I like don't look rare. at. I feel like I don't look at Caruso as a backup. Like okay, that. but I mean, it, does he come off the bench? I'm yeah, he, he came up. Yeah, he he started 18 out of 41 games. I'm considering that a backup point. I'll take man, Alex. Caruso. You're pushing it on that man. 18 out of 41. No, he's a starter caliber player, man. You're, you're yeah, not. But he honoring, comes off the bench. Yo, you're not honoring the the. You're not answering this question in good faith. Okay. Man. All right. Fine. 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 Who do you want Who's me to gonna, say then? Tyus Jones. Peyton Pritchard, baby. Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> yo, Peyton Pritchard and Malachi Flynn right now. In what a rap battle. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. Every time he comes in, I'm, I just I'm like, oh, it's mom spaghetti time. Like Payne Pritchard, yo, it's not, I, his... I, I, it's not even fair to him, man. He's a really good player. I'm just like every time he comes in, I really just in my mind say mom spaghetti to myself. Yo, look up look up Payne Pritchard's Wikipedia, man. This guy's won the Bob Cousy Award for, for like being the best white point guard in college. That should be an actual word, by the way. Why are there no more like elite white point guards anymore? I feel like mm. that was a real thing, or even just like fine, maybe not elite, but like, can we have like a Jason Williams? Can we have like a Luke Rednauer? Even can we have like you know like they just like they used to be play like Steve Blake like they used that used to be like a prototype. A yeah, yeah. Used to be they a could prototype. always shoot a little bit. They mm. don't take that many shots, but have a decent enough handle. They know their role. Probably wow, play spot you're minutes. Saying, like, you're saying white point guards are not being are being underrepresented right now. No, I'm not saying underrepresented. I just wondered where they where they're at. Hmm. No, that's a that's actually a really good point. Um, all right, here we go. Which player or team from any era do you wish to see in person? Oh, uh, Will in Chamberlain, person? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Will Chamberlain, man. Let me see. Yo. Let me see. Let me see if he really got the capabilities to score a hundred. Yeah, I want to see the hundred point game because the things that when you hear about wilt they sound like mythological like if you replace like the stories about wilt and you like replace the word wilt with zeus like it, mm. you're basically like seeing the same kind of stories sort of play out like they're like okay oh he could like jump to the top of the backboard and make change i'm like really let me see it Yo, I, just, he... I just want to see oh he scored 100 points I, let me just let me see it no you he know used like to, oh he would block to, 20 shots in a game just, let me yeah, see it. no he used to just like average he used to just lead the league in like rebounds or assists uh any random season because he just felt like it like like it was like a challenge yeah, to him. but i i again i just want to i just want to see how those games were i'm okay. sure there are some full tapes of, of of wilt so i could probably just like fire up yeah YouTube i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with wilt for this uh for this question how about you i think i probably want to see like i don't know man like prime mj okay okay yeah, yeah. no that's fair like you tell me, I can watch Prime MJ and just like see like the level of dominance that he brought to the game as a as a shooting guard. I, you know, that's probably yeah. my favorite type of basketball to watch anyway. So I want you to see Prime Shaq, man, because um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you ever saw Prime Shaq like that. Anyways, no, I, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. Let's see. Uh, the NBA and NHL. Why is there not a lot of fan crossover between these two, despite the fact that they share the same calendar during the season? Same number. That might be games. one of the big reasons. Yeah, like, I mean, demographic. How many, how many nights a week are you free to watch sports? Some people I mean, might we, say all the nights. I yeah, mean, we fine, know the Murph like... dog. Murph dog covers all the sports, right? <laughs> the Murph so... dog. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that might be worth some big Jake, man. <laughs> the Murph dog. Yo, we're gonna give new nicknames to every single person we know. You, you know uh, what? To be real though, the Murph dog would be a very yeah. good like sports radio name. 
Yeah. Uh, th- th- yeah, the there Murph dog, are Murph, Murph dog, dog in the morning. Man. Oh, Murph Yo. dog in the morning. Wow. Oh, man. That just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Um, dem- I think yo the demographic of the audience is obviously different too, but there are definitely people who are into both sports. There are definitely people who are into both sports. I agree. Um, but yeah, I think number one, like you, you just they play at the same time, so you can't watch both of them. Number two, I think NHL has a marketing problem. Okay. Um, they just don't do a good job of it. You just don't like naturally see clips. Like for example, I don't follow the NFL at all. Right. But I see NFL clips ha- all the time. And it's because like their players are saying stuff or like they're they're making great plays in terms of the way that like things are distributed like it's just like in a in, in, it's just something that's in your face whereas like I have to go out of my way to watch hockey. That's what I'm trying to say. And I feel like I don't see that kind of advertising. And I know basketball clips are just everywhere period. They're basketball probably like the most shareable sport outside of soccer itself. So um yeah, the demographics, I agree with you. A lot of people haven't played hockey. Like, you can't be like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, for example, like, I'm like, wow, look at these basketball players. They're able to, like, hit shots, able to, you know, make all these sick moves. I can go to the court, like, down the street five minutes from now and, mm. like, try to do that. Like, I can go replicate the Kawhi shot, or at least I can go try it. Like, what am I going to do? Try to replicate Sidney Crosby's game-winning goal in the gold medal game? Like, where am I going to – I got to learn how to skate. I got to buy all these kind of stuff. I got to have a net and a goalie. Like, it's just – it's so many steps. And I'm just like, yeah, it's – I don't know. Yeah, plus I think just, like, NBA lends itself to, like, great banter. Um, Yeah, well, their players have personality, and they encourage it. Like, that's part of the NBA product, whereas I don't know any personality of any – hockey player at like all. I just, I'm just trying to put, put put ourselves, like, if we were covering the Leafs, like, you know, probably get tomatoes thrown at me when I'm like, yo, never underestimate the heart of the 1967 Stanley Cup champions, you know? Bro, like, if the Leafs scored Game 7 and, and, <laughs> and, and, and like, in overtime to advance past the first round for the first time in franchise history or whatever, and I cheered, <laughs> I, if I even gave a fist bump, oh, like, some, like, James Myrtle will throw me off the, the roof. First like, of all, first of all, you know, you know, we, we know because we, we run into... Uh, a lot of people at uh, you know Sportsnet five ninety the fan who cover the Leafs like uh, mm-hmm. producer Sam McKee, um, you know our, our man Kipper, and yep. then we 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 always joke um, and Justin Bourne you know who's always looking looking great yep. and and it's like we always joke about the dress code because we can tell when they're going to Leafs games like when Sam why do you just have to put a suit up. on right but that's just that's just tradition that's the love of the game in hockey so so. If you were covering hockey, like no double jerseys for you, man. You you in a double breasted suit, bro. Hey, man. Like... With all due respect, this is Maple Leafs versus Nashville Predators on a Tuesday. This ain't this ain't Wimbledon. This is not the Kentucky Derby. Like I'm not dressing for this event, man. I'm sorry. I don't know. There's just something like so stiff about hockey too. I'm just like I can't I like if I'm gonna try to relax with the entertainment product, I need it to be like not stiff at the minimum. Well, here, it stresses me out just even like thinking about hockey. No, here's here's what we do, man. You you and they're Steve all wearing Banks. suits coming to the game. They're like, look at the drip, and I'm like, I know, I know. The NHL what official account like, yo, Phil Kessel got drip. I'm like, the only what? dripping is the hot dog office, the the, the ketchup <laughs> of his hot dogs. Okay, Steve. Simmons, what was that story about, man? There. What was that Steve? Sto- yeah, what was that story grab, about too? He used to he used to grab dogs on the way to games. I read that. So I like, what? Yeah. I was like, so what? I do that. Yeah, what's the big difference? <laughs> You get a you got a free dog at the game. Is that the conspiracy? Yo, He's like, paying for hot dogs when you can have them for free. Oh my god! Anyways, on, uh, you and Steve Dangle shaming this man about a hot dog. You, you and Steve Dangle should just swap, uh, you know, jobs for a month. Um, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know if I last a month, man. I just, I, I don't like hockey that much. But my, okay. my dad likes hockey a lot, so yeah, I yeah, watch some to like try to have conversations with him. But yeah, yeah. show us, show us a big Ron, man. Um, so next big up, Ron, bro, what you got there? Uh, next up, I'm, I'm gonna need you to just chat for one minute. Once again, we've come upon oh, a, yeah. a pee break, an Alex pee break. break. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, your favorite Korean restaurant in Toronto? I'll, I'll leave it to you. Yeah. One minute on this. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, audience, uh, as Alex uh, attends to his uh, um, duties, I would say, so um, favorite Korean restaurants. Um, so I think you can kind of go different scales of them. And I also think that like, it's nice because you can have different variations of cuisine, even within like a cuisine. Um, so I would say in terms of just like cheap kind of grab and go, um, I've already mentioned this place before. Uh, it's uh, Korean soul food, Seoul as in like Seoul of the capital city. Um and yeah, that one's by Sherburne Station. I, that's like my go-to place for lunch on the way to work. Um, very, very generous portions. Be prepared to like get a whole day's worth of calories in, in one meal. Um, so eat, eat wisely. But uh, yeah, that's that's my favorite spot. It's just outside of uh, Sherburne Station. A very, very nice woman named Mary uh, is, is serving you there. And uh, yeah, it's that's your it's, favorite spot. No, I'm okay. bro. I had to give a whole minute, bro. How are you already back? Anyway, oh, okay. um. I would say, like, in a more, like, sit-down kind of traditional, like, Korean restaurants, like, I would probably say, um, what's the one went to Korean Village? That was like, pretty nice. I liked oh, it. Oh, yeah. Shouts to Jason. Um, yeah, Korean Village was, was really nice. You can get a whole yeah. variety of foods there. I, I really also bad. like, yeah. like, Korean like... Hot Pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Korean Barbecue, definitely my favorite. I'm really bad with tracking the places. Like, I, I've gone to a lot of really good places in North York just korean barbecue spots yeah i'm also like very limited to toronto because i don't drive much so i'm just gonna yeah. stay and usually in the downtown core so please i'm sure there's great korean yeah, food outside DM, of that. dm me some recommendations i need some i need some korean um restaurant recommendations have you been to mapo korean barbecue i i believe that's, i have yeah that's my favorite one yeah i really like that place yeah, yeah. no i, I, need I, to I, I like grilling the meat like, in front of me yeah i know that's um that's a staple man i'm, I'm trying to cook it myself anyways um also if you see. want a really cheap meal maybe the honestly maybe one of the cheapest meals in the entire city uh sunrise house sunrise house where is that so it's in koreatown um okay. it's on the corner of manning and Bloor. uh it's okay. like a small place got a green sign out the front okay so basically, um, you know it serves you like your regular korean like your korean staples like a lot of like bulgogi a lot of yeah. like uh you know pork just go to koreatown like you, you really can't miss at a lot of those places no you can't miss but sunrise house is like by far the cheapest one and it's okay. also really good service yeah so next time you think about going to super fresh just keep walking on Bloor. Oh, is that what you're yeah. saying now? Come on, man. Yeah. No, 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 no. Shouts to Super Fresh, but you know, people got to diversify. I'm talking to myself. Um, okay. If Seattle got an expansion team, which Canadian city would most likely get one? I actually think we answered We're this We're not going to get week. another one, man. Yeah. But... Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> damn. We're just, just not. You already hear players complaining all the time or all this other stuff. Like, we're just not going to get so one. So you're man. saying in your lifetime, there will not be another Canadian NBA franchise. I think the NBA has got to expand to 40 teams before they get to like Vancouver. Man, yeah. 40 teams would be crazy, man. We got 40 Andy Lou's in this league. <laughs> Yo, 40 teams, the banter would be too crazy. Man. I'm just imagining that uh, that meme of all those guys dressed like uh, Vin Diesel saying, family, 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 <laughs> as just 40 Andy Lou's. <laughs> Being like, I love Blackpink. I love Blackpink. <laughs> you also... Also, what do you do as a fan if your team just gets contracted? Like, imagine if you're like the Sacramento Kings and like one day they just like, you know, the franchise mm-hmm. is left. Like, what do you do? Like, that would suck. That would suck. Yeah, that would suck. Like, damn. 
Yeah, well, if you're an ex-Vancouver Grizzlies fan, hit us up. What do you do now? Yeah, yeah, hit Will up. Um, what okay. what are some experimental things you guys, uh, bracket Will, thinks Eric Curry will try out in the 905? Did I pronounce his name right? Yeah, Curry, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I know that, okay, so. <laughs> Yo, Will's so sick of these questions. No, 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 no. listen, listen. I, I'm going to try my best with this. So I think at one of the games, I was noticing that he was one of the back bench assistants, and hmm. he brought this giant like uh, courier bag, basically like a like an Uber Eats delivery driver bag. Oh yes, like, I remember. Brought that. it to yes. the bench, opened it up, and inside were these giant cue cards. The signs that like I think some fans pointed to where he, during the games for a play call, they would just hold up the sign, and on the picture of it, it'll be like I don't know, like Jose Bautista bat flip, mm. and that might be like some kind of play that might be floppy or something, you know, like. Right. Um, so I maybe I mean, I imagine he won't be doing that as a head coach. <laughs> imagine you look over to the they're like, yo, what play call are we going to? The head coach is like, yo, give me a second. Damn. <laughs> and then puts on a picture of like CC Sabathia, you know? Oh my god. I'd be confused as hell. I'd be like, what what are you doing, coach? Damn. Are we are we going are we playing zone or are we playing man? But um I don't know. I actually don't know. Um I, I think there's probably like for the Raptors themselves, they don't they're probably going to try to align their play styles. I, I think that's the simplest answer. Like, I, I don't know how much specific flexibility the 905 is going to have. Like, for example, the 905 doesn't play, like, differently from the Raptors. They they actually intentionally try to play similarly so that the players can get used to that style and then they essentially, like, kind of be able to sort of shuttle back and forth. Um, but in terms of what creative things, I, I'm, I'm not totally sure. Um, I know he did, like, do a lot of uh, – he has an engineering background and – you know, has a very strong physics and math background. I, how that translates to math I'm very, or, or basketball itself, I'm pretty curious. But I, I don't think he's going to, like, reinvent basketball. But if he does, that'd be cool. Yeah. Do you want to talk to Eric Curry? I can book him for you, man. I'm, I'm on vacation, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyway. You know what? I, yeah, I'm not going to say no. What am I going to say no, man? Of course I would try no, to. Let's, let's, well, let's wait until you're back. Let's wait until you're back. At my leisure, let's, let's, let's just say. Yeah, yeah let's wait until you're back from Montreal. Okay. Um... Does pineapple belong on pizza? Um, wow, well, I'm not like a pizza traditionalist, so yeah. If you, like, to, if you like it on pizza, to, go ahead. Why is this such a big debate? Like, is <laughs> no, it is it like, like is it like <laughs> controversial? Like, what what what's the? I, I think it's just it? such a go to topic, you know, for like like for Chinese people, it's like, oh, uh, you know, what what what's your favorite bubble tea or something. And for for other people, it's uh you know toppings on pizza. It's a very just controversial thing. Like I've always enjoyed uh nah, the, con- the art of conversation is dead, bro. Mm. Yeah, no, I can tell you're sick of this. Um, I'm sick of this, man. It's two hours in, and you're asking me about pineapple pizza. See, I'm just getting, yeah. I'm just, I got nowhere to be, man. I'm ramping up. Who who it. who is winning a one on one? We keep getting asked these same questions. Simu versus Alex or Will. Honestly, see, uh, I think I could take him. You think? Uh, you know what? If you think so, I'm. A, I'm a, I would like to see it. Okay. Yeah, we can make this yeah. happen. I, I'm gonna say Cebu will beat me one on one, especially because okay. I didn't score any baskets, man. Okay, bro. Oh my god! At the end of the game, when stop, we had a two on one fast break, and I smoked. Stop the layup letting. Through. Stop being so hard on yourself, man. 
I'm they were I, all good shots. I, I, I didn't okay, take. A, I so took Will, maybe one yeah. bad shot. No, actually, no. I think I shooting, turned it over man. once. Keep but shooting. They were all like, wide open, and I just kept missing. It was tough. Listen, although well, I, I did take a sweeping sky hook at one point. That was oh, hilarious. That was, that was amazing. You, like, you, you had the, you had the help defender sealed behind you in the uh, paint, and I was uh, driving. I could have taken one extra dribble and just gone in for like a simple basic right handed yeah, layup. No, nah, I went for a sky hook. Oh man, it was actually quite close. On a guy who was limping on one ankle, man. He drove on a guy who had one <laughs> No, I needed leg. that separation, man. That was disgusting. No, I love uh, that game. Uh, that pickup game has made me realize, like, I just love setting picks and, like, making yeah. team plays, like, tipping the ball to yeah. people. Like, just um, don't be so hard. So, yo, I miss, No, our like, team won a lot. No, we, I, I played a winning role. I we would were say. on the same team. I missed yeah. two... I missed two bunnies. I could have clinched two games that we ended up losing. So, like, oh yeah, we were up eight nothing, and the and I just got over 11, it. So, and I got yeah. over it. Yeah, so, you're right. like, you're right. This is not that serious so, at all. No, you you gotta just you know just just look ahead. You always mm. just gotta gotta look ahead. Anyways, okay, good advice. Yeah, good veteran yeah. advice. This is what yes. Thad Young's telling Precious to chew in the locker room right no, now. And, yo, He's I like, told yo, you. I told special. you after the game. I'm like, yo, yeah. keep shooting. Like every time you shot, I encouraged mm. you. Yeah. There were good, good shots. Shot. They were all good shots. Like, all I wasn't taking them out of turn or anything like that. And, yeah. and once, and yo, once a couple of them start falling, once you mm-hmm. get that in-game feeling yeah. of of seeing that shot go in, like you know, like yo, Damn. the potential is limitless, man. You've never been more Udonis Haslam than you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. I, used I to always be joke most... about you being Udonis, but you're Udonis. Though. No, I used to be a crazy, selfish player, like like way back, and and now I've I've realized like this is this is this is a role that I, I'm meant to play. Um, anyways, yeah. all right, Chris um, Boucher. Which um, which current Raptors player do you think has the most potential of requesting a trade? Uh, I, I don't know. What does I, that I even guess, mean? I guess, like, who do you feel like? Probably OG, Raptors? honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say OG as well. Yeah. I was gonna say OG. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Maybe Gary. I don't see it though. Yeah. Uh, by the way, from all things, Gary seems very appreciative of being able to be here in Toronto. We we, we did the interview with his dad, um, right. Gary Trent Senior. One of our 25 interviews of the centuries this season. Yeah. But that's probably the top one, and he detailed sort of like how appreciative his son is to like be in Toronto and like have the opportunity to develop here. And so I I I, I don't I don't think that that's imminent. Okay, I'm gonna need yeah. you to explain this one to me. Is is Barcelona the Lakers of European soccer? Um, yeah, are they the Lakers of European soccer? Um, well, it's either them or Real Madrid. I, so the the so Barcelona gets like a it's like a very romanticized kind of club. Like they're yeah. talked about in the ways that like they've revolutionized the game. Camp New, um, baby. Chelsea the Academy. They play beautiful football. They they develop their own players, which for a time was very true. They were able to use, you know, their training f- uh, facility, La Masia, which did you did you go to La Masia on your tour? They're yeah, like, I saw I saw that. I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and so, yeah, and then they've had iconic players throughout their history. Um, I think the thing was like the, the the contrast that they've traditionally sort of put out against like Real Madrid is that Real Madrid had like all the money in the world. They can go sign players. They may not necessarily be Spanish uh, or they might not necessarily be, yeah, like from uh, Spain or even be from a Spanish country. But like ultimately, it's sort of like that's the more free agency capital, I would say. They also have a big history. They also have won a lot. Um, Lakers, I don't know, man. I guess Lakers will probably be closer to Real Madrid, to be honest. 
Here's 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 you my follow up. Here's my follow up for you. So you know how we joke about LeBron getting all involved with the front office all the time, right? Like wherever yeah. he is. Is there a is there a soccer player that that moves like that, or is is the sport just not like that? I don't I don't follow soccer to enough of a degree to say this like completely accurately, but it doesn't fully feel like it. Okay. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 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 Mohamed Salah is not like talking to Liverpool, being like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to trade the whole team." Yeah. No, so the sport is just different. It's different. It, it's a little bit different. I also think the nature of soccer is very different from basketball. Like, so I made this point many times. When you're playing basketball, the one player, it's it's almost the most individualistic team sport there is, because hmm. you can control and affect every defensive pos- possession, every offensive pos- possession, and you can play the whole game if you wanted to. Whereas you can't do that in hockey, right? The, even the best players play half the game, maybe at most. And like a game seven scenario, they might play thirty minutes. Um, you know, if in baseball you literally have to wait your turn. That's the one you have the least control over. And in soccer, you have a lot of control as well because it's also a flow game, so you can affect the defensive and offensive possessions. But very few players are like involved in every single possession, offensively, defensively, because you're just going to be too tired from all the running and tackling. And also, the pitch is too big; you can't get to all the spots. Basketball court's very small and confined, so whatever but um it just doesn't work the same way like even if you do have the best players like you'll probably win but like upsets happen all the time um even if you have like a Messi or Ronaldo on your team like it's not a guarantee that you win like it's not like they were the only ones who won Champions League back when they were in their prime although they did win the majority of them so you gotta give them credit but yeah I mean, you can build a great team and upset them all the time you know you can see uh Jose Mourinho's Inter, for example, not to say they're huge underdogs. Inter had a lot of great players on that team, but, you know, they're able to upset a Barcelona, you know, in their time. You know, Liverpool upsetting Barcelona, even though the best player was Messi, but, you know, the team was greater than than one man. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Right, but maybe there, prob- there probably is some sort of backroom scheming and stuff like that. You know, agents, you know, they, yeah, they, that's, they, that's they enough determine soccer. That's yeah. enough soccer. Sick, um yeah. Did you ever? Oh, you answered this earlier. Uh, did you ever used to gamble on sports? If so, what was your biggest win or biggest loss? So you've never gambled on sports. No, I played like fantasy, okay. fantasy pools with my university roommates, and we literally okay. put in twenty dollars each for a whole season. And okay, I don't know. I'm yeah. just not like a you know not, not a gambling type. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. I'm no. Mr. Don't bet on yourself. Yeah, I've I've dabbled in gambling on sports, but very like. Yeah, yeah very like basic stuff. Yeah, pro line stuff, point spread. How does that like even work? So you go betting. to the convenience store and you just have like a Scantron card? Like what what happens there? Yeah, you kind of fill it out. It's like dim sum. You, they, so like each game has a number. So like So like every every car every day there's a new set of cards? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, okay. so you can either pull it up online now, you can do it all on the app or back in the day. Yeah, you just go to Raba and they just print it off for you and you just fill it out. Um yeah, so no, I didn't gamble. I didn't gamble on a lot of sports. Um, really, just you know, gave away a lot of my money at the casinos. Yeah, um, I feel like I like control over being able to. Uh, there's to no control when you're gambling. Way. Yeah, it's not fun to me otherwise. Okay, but you don't get like a thrill because people love gambling because they get a little thrill out of it, right? Or even playing fantasy, like you start paying attention to games that you might not care about more. You don't care about that shit. This is this is that scene. This is that scene <laughs> in uh in Uncut Gems where Adam Sandler explains to KG how they're the same. Oh, I'm just man. gonna say that, yeah. Oh man, all. yo, I need to no, I don't, Sandler, really. man. I need to add lib while I'm moving. All no, right, man. 
Let's see. Let's see. Okay, we're not answering this one, but I'll read it. If Raptors players were cities and towns in Ontario, which city or town would each what? player be? I love when people trap us into doing a whole roster. Oh my god. <laughs> Gary's Mississauga. I don't know, man. Why is Gary Mississauga? Actually, I that's don't a good know. One. Utah's, Scar, Utah's Markham. <laughs> Scar, Utah's not on the team anymore. Leave him alone. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah, who is? Scott, okay, let me bro. see who's on the roster for, real quick. Okay. Right. Oh man, you're gonna end let's up. Go, doing let's go. Let's go with the. Let's go with the rotation. Guys who actually okay. get minutes consistently. I know. Okay. okay, listen. Here's my problem with this. You might need to take over because, like, I know more Raptors players than I know Towns in in in, in Toronto. Yeah. What about Chris Boucher? Who, where's Chris Boucher? He's Ottawa, I would say. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the highest like French speaking place. Okay, in, yeah, in yeah, all that's of Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Otto Porter Jr. is. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a Tobacco vibe for a, no reason. He's a Metro Convention Center because that's where they have the car shows. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was my Delano moment, man. That's tough. Um, Delano, by the way, is Rex still, obviously. It's yes, easy. yes, yes. Scotty You're Barnes d- is more Mississauga to me than than. Yeah, okay, than let's Gary do that. Is. Okay, let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Um, Gary's more like honestly, Gary's probably more like Scarborough-ish. Okay, what kinda? about Pascal? Pascal is is interesting, yeah. Pascal's a hard personality to like slot into these things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is tough. This is a Yo, tough question. I'm, you've I'm done enough. Question no, no, you've done enough. You've you've done enough for the community, man. Ken Birch is uh is Brantford. Ken, Ken Birch is a uh, Jurassic Park because um, he's represents we the North. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the Yo, intros the are always like intro yeah. ever. the funniest are great, by the way. But so we actually had to do intros finally. So like we realized how hard it could be at times yes, to do yes, the intros. Yes, yes, respects to people's jobs. Yeah, but like aside from saying like you know by way of the UK, you know which is like it's cool for OG Yo, or like here's your all star. We the door because they always gas you up. They're like, "Yo, here's your all star, Fred yeah. Lee, undrafted, yeah. whatever." Pascal Siakam, you know from oh Cameroon. My God. You know he's 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 an All NBA player. Your rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, and then I'll be like, and representing We the North, Cambridge. Yo, <laughs> I'm like, it's right, insane. Man. That's all it's he's representing, like, We the North. Yo, it's like uh, you know, gold blooded. Andrew Wiggins, like, like, literally, he's representing a team slogan created by a marketing agency. I mean, aren't they all representing We the North when you think about it? Nah, the, oh man, that's crazy. All right, so next up from Dylan Brown, producer at Fan Five Ninety, so has the baby come know, yet? Baby I think has the baby arrived, did come like actually. two, like two months old. I, I, now, I know, almost, I know, man. I know. Just come on, man. It's a man. Anyways, man, Dylan wanted to know how painful it was when um you had to do a small talk segment with him. I think I made you do a small talk. <sighs> It was fine segment. Yeah, that was, was a weird fine. part. That was a weird part of uh, the show when we were doing our shows remote. Um, yeah, because because the novel coronavirus uh, swept through again. Um, this was like in January. And um, did we ever tell the story of the time where we both almost missed 2 p.m. And, and we almost messed up? Yeah, I think we told it on the air that day. Oh, OK. Because I went out okay. for a last second errand and you weren't yeah. even supposed to be on the show that day. And you yep. literally dropped everything and ran home just to be like, hello and welcome. Yeah. And I think I was there like 30 seconds after two o'clock. So I, it would have been fine. We could have just kept playing ads, but I, yeah, I was, yeah, that, was, that was our bad. That's our bad. Sorry, I was sorry, literally man. at Hong Kong Bistro Cafe and I ran home and then yeah. we had to talk to our, your boy Shankar about the coronavirus. Um, and uh, yeah, we did it. We did mm-hmm. it. I'm surprised. There, I'm surprised there weren't more of those hiccups. During like the whole season of doing shows, like I guess we're both pretty punctual, kind of. Yeah, we are. 
Why would we be late for the show? Like, there's really no good reason. Like, we were all just sitting at home doing nothing. So there's no reason to be late for it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, let's see. What players can play what positions? What's going on, man? This is from Sam the Sock given. Um i.e. do we think Scotty can run the point every night? Sam, I'm not answering this question. Yeah. Enjoy your socks. I, I, I enjoy we appreciate your socks. It, though. We no, I mean I I think the Raptors kind of reject the notion of positionality. That's right. Which is the most raptor thing to be like, you know, I re- you know, actually, no, ra- no they're just like, oh, we're built different. <laughs> like, they're just built different. Yeah. Oh, raptors are funny, like, man. Yo, we why should. Are there, why are there boundaries? Yo, of... why, are there, why do borders exist? Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking just out of boredom, um, just because we need more like story arcs. I, yeah. I might just, I might just turn on Nick Nurse next season for fun. Oh, great! Like, yeah, I we'll might definitely be like, land Nick Nurse on the show. Well, well, no, but like, what I was thinking, like, what's there to lose? What's he gonna do? Not come on our show for a whole? Yeah, year? yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's so, antagonize him. Let's do it. No, no, like straight up, I, I want to be the guy who just like criticizes Nick about everything. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Let's be, let's let's rebrand ourselves as Nick Nurse haters. Let's do. No, that. let's let's workshop that a little bit. Okay. Um, top five most random Raptors players ever. Um. You want to reject this question? <laughs> well, Aaron Williams has to be one of them. Aaron Williams. Uh, nine By the way, at days. one point there were three, three out of fifteen players on the roster. Twenty percent of the roster was named Williams. Oh, we we had a three Williams lineup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three wills. Yeah. Okay. So so we got Aaron Williams, Nigel Aaron Hayes. Williams. I'm a, I'm gonna go with um, Rod Strickland. Let's see. You see, I did not know that he was a rapper. Yeah, come on, man. Um, what other so, 10 days have come through, man? How about Pedro Stoyakovich for a little bit? What about um, uh, Munka Pratir? Oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You really leaned into that first name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Holy. Yeah. Actually, Pedro's yeah, not me, that random. Real name. Let me see his Chinese name. Hold on. Pe- yeah, yeah. Pedro's not that random because uh, no, of, of the Matt Devlin Punjabi um, <laughs> drop. So like, he's imagine act- you, you you're a legendary player. I mean, he is a le- he's not a legendary player, but he was like a very no, of course, you know. recognizable name. Yeah. So, Monker Batur. Okay, man. What's this? Yeah. this is like Batum versus Tatum right now. <laughs> Yo, Batum versus Tatum is an all time. I'm calling him Jason Tatum from now on. Tatum versus Tatum is crazy. <laughs> holy oh. oh that's my favorite question ever man oh man we're almost there we're almost yeah. there let's see oh, we got we got we got 10 things coming up too by the way oh shoot what were yeah. will's top three things from his west coast trip top three things um just number one like just seeing a lot of bears like i like i mentioned i was just like <laughs> i saw I, no i literally ran it had three bear encounters okay okay in the span of like a week uh right. one time i saw a bear like i was just biking around in banff um, yeah. And I was biking back into the village mm-hmm. and I saw a bunch of people like, like five or six people like stopped on the side of the road. And I was like, Oh, maybe something's happening, whatever. Maybe this is a bike tour. I don't know. But I kind of like just slowed down and I saw across the street, there was a bear and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is very adorable. A little bit of me. I was like, Oh my God, what if it runs over to us? I'm like, you know what? I could probably like out bike the bear a little bit, you know, okay, a little um, arrogant, a little arrogant. I don't know okay, if you could have. Bro. Yeah. How fast do you think a bike goes, man? A bike can probably be like 30 kilometers per hour. Like a, a bear's going to catch – Prashy oh, probably. Okay, okay, okay. But whatever. The, you know, there, it'll be a race. We'll see. We'll see. I, got, I just got to bike faster than the next fastest person. Yeah. So I can do that. Um, 
so there was this bear that was, was there and i was like oh this is adorable right um and there was like a park ranger uh in like a truck that was sort of like accompanying the bear so as the bear would sort of go up along the street on the opposite side the the each time the bear moved the car would move slightly forward and i was like oh it's nice he's just here to like make sure the bear is good you know protect us as you know just tourists or whatever this is cute taking videos of the bear then the the car drove off the, the ranger drove off and i was like all right i'm feeling a little nervous but like you know i could still outbike the bear it's fine and then 30 seconds later another park ranger came over came out of the car and the car was blocking like our view because the bear was on the other side of the street. So the car was in between. And all you hear is just this loud bang. <laughs> like Mike Breen was Damn. in the building. And yeah, I was like, oh my God, they shot this bear. Now, of course, they tranquilized the bear. They didn't kill the bear. They tra- Apparently, this is standard procedure. I talked to somebody uh, at the village and they're like, well, sometimes, you know, if the bear comes back a few times, they want to just like, they, they just kind of knock them out and then they fly in like 200 kilometers away and then they release the bear he wakes up in the forest and you know nobody's harmed kind of thing but Hmm. to me in the moment i was like damn did i just watch like a bear get clapped like that's that's tough but anyway so i saw a bear three times i saw another bear like in a near a campground just chilling um okay and then i saw another bear where i was in like the suburbs of vancouver at this point and we were pulling out of our uh, the, the, like the house that we were staying in this Airbnb, and across the street was a bear that was just like hopped over a, like a somebody's residential f- house's fence and was just like rifling through the garbage. And I don't know, it was just like across the street, and there was like a woman walking her dog, and the dog was barking like crazy at this bear. And I'm just like, I'm I'm super nervous. Like, why are you just like not running away from the bear right now, or at least like walking backwards? Especially if your dog is like barking at the bear, that might like, like spark the bear to come after you or something. But apparently, it's a regular occurrence. But I'm thinking, like, if I actually just lived at this residence and I just went for a walk in the morning, like I do, I might just run into a bear. Like, this is anyway. So that's that's top one. Um, I would say mountains and scenery number two and uh, number three. Vancouver has a lot of really good Asian food, so I, I like the Asian food in Vancouver. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Transitioning to the next question. Uh, Mo Pete or Anthony Parker? Um, I'm gonna go with Anthony That's a good Parker. Question. I'm gonna go with Anthony Parker. I've always had a soft spot for, yeah. for Anthony Parker. He's a solid Me, player. I feel like Mo, well, Mo Pete had a way longer like run though. Mo Pete was also like a quote unquote fan favorite type. He was. He is a fan yeah. favorite. I like Mo Pete, man. I'm gonna go with yeah. Mo Pete. Salute Mo Pete, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Respects. I would love um, a Mo Pete on the Raptors right now, actually. Hmm. From from Lee Van Osman, um, what's your favorite poutine spot in the city? Come on, bro. Come yeah. on, bro. Don't do this Just, to us. Yeah. You know on, who bro. makes a good uh, poutine is, is Rudy's. I know, I know he likes Rudy's. I know oh, he right. Dis- he quote-unquote sec- discovered yeah, Rudy's. The, the, the second restaurant. Toronto. The second restaurant that he's discovered in this city. Yeah. It's so Rudy's. <laughs> hit, up, hit up Rudy's. They have a decent poutine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this guy really mind. only eats at Bellissimo's and Rudy's. Like Rudy's, he's feeling fancy. Like, come on, man. man. How we, are you took, alive? we took Lee Ben to a private dinner in Hongshing, and this guy couldn't eat anything on the twelve course meal. Man. He like, um, I'm actually allergic to everything on the menu. Oh my god! And, and I eat halal, and I was like, bro, what are you, what are you cake? here for? I just having water with rice. That's it. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, I like the poutine at the arena too. Um. I don't know okay. who makes. I don't know who makes the poutine. There. I'm going Anyways. to Vancouver. I'm going to, when we go to Montreal. To, we're, I'm going to make sure I'm going to Montreal one year. Montreal, we're going to get some real poutine, man. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's different. I got you. 
Um, uh, Dana wants to know who is who is your favorite Raptor? Yeah, who is your favorite like Raptors player like right now? I don't know. I, it's I like a it's like it's like a simple question, know. but it's actually like I, when I think about it, like I don't have a, like a favorite Raptor. You know you what know I mean? My favorite Raptor is Masai. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that, man. Yeah, God that's damn. Right. That's not give me, give me that five minute humanitarian speech about how how yeah, great yeah. Messiah is as a person, man. God, you damn. just gotta give people opportunities in life. You don't understand. Oh, so many people yeah, never have opportunities right. in their life at all. That's so, right. the people who are able to provide that are, are mm. game changers to me in a way that's more significant mm. than. Do, do you think? Do you think so. the city will ever turn on Messiah? No, not at all, man. Like, not at all. Man. There's no way, man. There's no way. By, by the way, that's so rare as an executive. Like people turn on all the great executives. Like Bob Myers is objectively a great executive who's built a great team. You see lots of Bob Myers slander. They'll be like, "Yo, he didn't use the bay." <laughs> like, Yo, the, the one time he used the bay was on an actual bay. It was Kelly Oubre. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's and right. He's he like, did. he's like, never again. Man. He said, "Bay for Bay." <laughs> yo, they picked up a bay, for bay. bay, and Joe Lacob's like, "Yo, this man's costing me eighty million this year with luxury tax." I'm pretty sure uh, Ubre was on the team when the Raptors beat him by fifty. <laughs> Holy man, that was the game when they were like, "Yo, James Wiseman, you can't play pro basketball yet." Yo, like, they went at James Wiseman. Like, man. Chris Boucher went at down. this guy. And also, that was one of Malachi's first breakout games. So, salute to Malachi, man. Oh, man. Um, okay, so Masai is your favorite Raptor. That's actually a great. Call. That's like that's like asking me like who's your who's your favorite parent, your mom and your dad. But that's crazy because like that's like a Philadelphia 76ers fan on a pod being like Daryl Morey. Like, yeah, well, that's come on, man. that's different. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Phil Summers um, of the Raptors PR. Yeah, I'm gonna rebrand okay. myself as a Phil Summers. Stand. I, I know Raptors PR listens to the podcast, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like two and a half, two and a half hours in though, Josh. Josh, if you're listening, no, nah, listen. You know Josh they make Josh listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Salute to you, Josh. I see you faving my tweets. They're like, "Yo, come, uh, come screen their live event. <laughs> make sure, make sure nothing bad happens." That's how. Um, that's how I know Josh is the one assigned to listen to us. Oh man, because he can, came. <laughs> can you each give us a book recommendation? Yeah, sure, man. I've read a lot of great books this year. Um, Crying in H Mart, uh, uh, The Vapors, uh, Concepcion, Dilla Time, Interior Chinatown, Fiona and Jane. Read this really good F one book called The Mechanic's Tale, Masters of Doom about the creation of the video game Doom. Highly recommend DMX's autobiography. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have right now on this list that I'm looking at. Blood okay. in the Garden. Yeah. Um, minor. No, you're really no. You, you you a big reader, man. Yeah, the library book by Susan not... Orlean. I just finished that. That's really good. Um, nice. Yeah, I don't like reading a lot of sports. I don't know why. That's like I don't know at this point in my life, at least. That's your that's your that's work, man. That's work for you. You know what? You're probably right. That is the yeah. simple answer. How about you, man? What kind of books do you like to read? I know you. I know you're all up on your history stuff. I love telling the story of the one time we went to Wonderland, and, and while we're waiting twenty minutes for each ride, like you would pull out a book from your backpack and read. Yeah, I don't remember what I was reading at that time. It's yeah, a little probably, pretentious. Probably too, Mao, the, the the biography. Yeah, that's my guy. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what am I holding? I'm holding a copy of Ararat, uh, a novel by uh, D.M. Thomas. I really okay, enjoyed yeah, this yeah. book. I read this a I while ago. That. Heard that. Uh, heard that. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I used to read a lot. I'm just going to look. I'm not sitting beside one of my bookshelves right now. Yeah. What else is on the shelf? This is like more of like an older part of me. Like, I don't know. A Cook's Tour, Anthony Bourdain, classic. Yeah. Um, What's on here? A lot of like more like, oh God, what is you're, this, man? You're like a worldly person. Oh, yeah. The World is Flat by Thomas L. Friedman. Yikes. Yeah, I read that back in the day, man. Yikes. Did you read a Germs and Steel or whatever? Steel and Germs. Nah, what is that, man? A the Game of Thrones book? book? Oh, I no, no, no. It's like on anthropology. Yeah. Um, I wish I could read like more, a, man. I, I used to read a section. lot more. I used to read a lot Oh, I, I read Chuck Klosterman's book, The 90s, recently. Yeah, yeah. Chuck um, Honestly, it's it's fine. It's, people hate on Klosterman? I don't mind. You just don't have to agree with everything that he They're just kind of like throwaway essays. They're which like I feel like are Yeah, most, it's just like yeah. cultural observations. Like, you don't... I think people hate on these... I don't know. I don't I'm not going to dive into the literary world. Um, yeah what else is on this book the count of monte cristo oh man classics man yeah Yeah. that's a thick book man i read half of that and i got bored yeah damn no i used to read a lot more man i wish i could read more i feel like yeah i I got into like the i wanted to like read like the full like what what do they call it the canyon of books like you know like the canon oh okay what am i saying but like yeah like and I, I don't know. I started reading. I was like, I don't relate to any of these stories. Not that I'm supposed to, because like yeah. they're written like the 1800s about like Victorian society or something. But I mean, just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. But there was a phase in my life where I was trying to like make sure I read all the ones that everyone read. And I was like, who am I doing this for? It's just like when I started listening to like music and I was like, or like English music. And I was like, well, I guess I will listen to this like uh, the Pirate Bay <laughs> bundle that has like the top 500 rock songs. Like oh, yeah, I relate yeah, to my yeah. friends, and I was like, "What am I doing this for? What am I no, doing? This? It's I, not we me. all go. We all go through those yeah. phases, though, man. Yeah. No, this next book I, then I went through like an only reading Asian people phase. Then I was yeah, like, yeah. "I'm tired of Asian Americans." No, no, I we can't, all go, I can't relate. No, we all we all go through. You were so sick of Asians the other week. You were like, "Yo, no more, no more Asian events." Um, yeah, but no, no, I gotta I saw, read this book. I saw my guy Mike Wu at the run. This guy hit oh, me with damn. two crazy Euro steps, man. Oh yeah, he had you spinning, man. Yeah, yeah well, to be fair, I, I, I was, you know, defending uh, one-on-two in transition, so he was supposed yeah. to score, but uh, nasty. Yeah, no, nasty. no, he he had you doing a pirouette in, in the paint, man. I saw that one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to read this book called The Club. I think you've heard of it. It's, it's, it's about how the English Premier League became the wildest, richest, and most disruptive force in sports. Mm. Um, because okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this and then finally decide on my on my Premier League team. Oh, oh okay, yeah. But at least uh, Lisa Lisa Louis has invited me to to go watch a uh, Man City. You know, is it Man City versus Liverpool, July July thirty first or something like that? I don't really um, think I have the schedule just off the top of my head. No, yeah, I man, know. I thought you had that tattooed, man. I like the new Man City kits, man. You got a little red, a little stripes. Those are nasty. Those are ugly. Bro. Come you on, bro, you've been wearing horrible. red your whole life for liverpool and first man. off why is why is city even wearing red man like you're you're like you're supposed to be the blue team in manchester Yo, heart like. of the city man let's go heart okay. of the city nah, you being a city fan makes tons of sense because uh you're yeah. also from generational wealth yeah we're gonna we're gonna lean in on that um okay let's see what else man we're almost there uh what is the name of the restaurant you guys shouted out with the generous portions are they talking about mary's yeah mary's soul food? Korean, korean soul food Okay. Um, it's it's literally like a stall, right at Sherbourne, like on right at Sher- yeah. Sherbourne station. She's very nice. She yeah. mostly only serves lunch though, so yeah. Make sure you and get if, there between like eleven and five. Yeah, and if there's ever a service outage, uh, aromas just right there. Um, you can pick up some. Yeah, some internet there. 
Um, <laughs> you can't get a personal sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. God damn. Bro, can't believe it, man. What kind of country have you come to, bro? Inflation's crazy. A personal sandwich? Every sandwich is a personal sandwich. Sandwiches are yeah. not to be shared. Yo, my sandwiches better be personal if I'm paying 16 bucks. Um, I'm uh, Next up, I'm tired of hearing about trades for Turner. Uh, this is Miles Turner for KD. Who is a realistic guy we could get that could actually just help the bench? I'm happy with the roster right now. Yeah, I think the next would be to get a third guard that I can rely on off the Seth, bench. Seth Curry, maybe. Fine. You can have Seth Curry. Well, you're so down on Seth, man. He's fine. Like, it's just it's it. just weird. Like objectively, Seth Curry would be a really good player if like Steph didn't exist. But then you're just like, you know, you just you pull up with Seth and it's just not the it just feels weird. You sent me a clip of Nemanja Bjelica warming up in overseas this week. Yeah. Like anybody, anybody can defend in the, in the finals if they put their mind to it. So He's Seth Curry small. would not be a liability, man. He's just small. That's all. Those threes are going to be big. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I, again, I wouldn't be against having Seth Curry on the team. He's a very good player, very very efficient shooter. Um, can do stuff off the, the bounce a little bit. You know, can come off screens, movement shooter. Like, there's nothing against it. I just. I don't know. I've I've been like raptor pilled. Like it's just like I I need all my guys to be six nine. <sighs> That's messed up, man. Um, Futurage wants to know what's my favorite noodle spot, uh, noodle bar in Markham, which was uh recommended okay. by by Futurage. Um, yo, I didn't get to ask this back then, but have you guys seen HBO's Winning Time? I know Will loves Winning Time, so this is yeah, all yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I watched it and um, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable um, as a TV show. What did I, you I, learn? I, what did you learn about? What did I learn? What did you learn about the Lakers and that era, man? Um, I don't know, man. It wasn't really like a. It didn't really. It didn't really focus on basketball the way that like I I I receive basketball currently. Like, but that was a the, whole new era for you, right? Like you were not familiar with the Showtime Lakers. Like I think that. it's just like the the idea that like seeing the business side of it and how, sort of how shaky it was, like you know how they right. had to borrow money and like you yeah, know, how the Lakers are in, broke, <laughs> put it onto their their mom's name and and right. so they'll you know avoid it getting like you know the, the bankruptcy and all that stuff. And it's no, like Lakers, okay, Lakers the, really the a mom and their mom and Bob shop, man. Yeah, crazy. no, I didn't. I didn't realize it was basketball Kim's convenience. <laughs> I guess that's oh, my takeaway. Damn, yeah. damn. Oh man, yeah. King's Jerry Buss as Appa. <laughs> Yo, that's oh come on, man. You're getting delirious. Um, let's see who would win in arm wrestle, you or Will? I think you would win. I think you would win. Yeah, sure. Yeah, my strength, my strength is in my lower body. Yeah, yeah. You you have you have sizable calves. Yeah. Um, what are Will's cats' names? Yeah, by the way, a few people message want wants to know more about your cats. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say this for later. It'll be answered later. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm oh, not avoiding this at all. Okay, yeah. when we get to our uh, ten essentials, ten exactly. ten things we can't live without. Uh, exactly. Next up is Will's last name really Lou? Yes. I mean, it's actually pronounced low. Really? It means it means this yeah. man's the low post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? No, yeah, it's I mean, really pronounced. What really? No, I just I just go with it because everyone says because Lou is just it's a name here, right? So just people just go with it. But like, yeah, my it's last really pronounced, pronounced Lowe. Low. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, that messed me up. Will yeah. Low? Yeah. Nah. Low post. Man. No, that sounds disgusting, man. 
no, 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 no. no low in Chinese means like building, like house or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, America. No, keep keep your name Americanized, man. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lou, um, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. If the no Raptors one's gonna get my never... full my my full government name, by the way. No one's gonna. Get yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. If no one's Raptors... gonna get yours either, by the way. I've seen your. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, seen, I've seen your IDs. Yeah, it's my. Email. I've seen your um, IDs. If if the Raptors never existed, who would you cheer for? You know, I thought about this. I, I grew up cheering for like players. Like Shaq was the first player I, I cheered for. I think I would I would be cheering for Giannis if if I didn't if the Toronto oh, didn't so, have a basketball team. So you'd be like a player stand, like you just yes, move I, over. Well, I would be. You know I guess I I guess I'd be a Bucks fan because like I I would be rooting for Giannis to win as many championships okay. as possible. I think that's what I would be doing. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have the same attachment either, so I'd probably go with players as well. I'd probably be a Warrior fan right now. Not gonna lie, to you. <laughs> you and Andy I, I just admire the way they play basketball, man. I, it's, what what yeah. can you say? It's a beautiful game, you know, all that stuff. They're oh, the Barcelona cool. of of the NBA. Cop they even share new. the same sponsor, Rakuten. Oh man, I'm gonna lose. Who's my listening voice. to this? I'm gonna lose my. Let voice us know. Three days. Let us yeah, know. Let us know. Do, do you know. do you want to hear about Rakuten? On yeah, an NBA don't, podcast? don't let, let us know, know, man. Yo, you got enough feedback last week, man. I can't believe we're pushing this, man. Um, hey, uh, not in the last mailbag. Have you guys thought of making Raptors show merch? So, uh, yes, 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 yes. So, not Raptor Show merch, but Alex and Will merch. Um, kind of independent merchandise projects. Um, we have a few things in the works with a couple of artists. Um, you know, Tristan, aka Half Good, hit me back. Need that interview of the century hat design. Um, and Jane, aka Draw the North, is uh is drawing a, an iconic will lou photo she sent me another draft the other week that we might put on hoodie so yes we're gonna we're gonna have a merch drop coming soon but we got to make sure we do it right how much would how much do you think people are gonna pay for 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 the show merch by the way we're donating our proceeds all proceeds yeah um we gotta get it right i think we're gonna get three four items because because i know trevor at super fresh has a few designers that that's interested in doing collabs as well Mm -hmm. um you know the 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 goal actually is to have a live event um closer to opening night and um maybe we can drop the merch there as well no we're gonna make good okay. merch people right, yo yeah. okay listen you know how many people come up to you stands and just like say hello and welcome to you you tell me they're not gonna buy a hello and welcome hat um yeah. it's gonna be good product too like yeah, yeah very blessed mm-hmm. by the way i want to give a quick shout out so i was uh on monday i went to um <clears throat> i went to chubby's downtown mm, mm. Jamaican kitchen and um you know what went to see some old friends um and we're sitting down we went to the back patio at chubby's because they had a front patio the back patio they got inside the restaurant second floor and all this kind of stuff i went to the back patio and one of my friends was teasing me he was like hey is this uh is this private enough for you will like i don't want people to like you know like you know have mm. a celebrity sighting like you relax man it's not that serious like whatever so we're like the three of us are eating we're having a good time Halfway through the meal, the couple beside us is like, by the way, big fan. Sorry to interrupt mm. you, but a uh, big, big fan of the show. And I'm like, God damn it, man. I, I was mm. just trying to tell these guys that uh, it's not like that. But it really yeah. is like that. So, no, again, like, we're really blessed. I, I, it's really nice. They, had a, they were very nice to uh, the, the three of us. You know, they, you know, we had a short conversation, and they, they had their meal, and they said goodbye. And, but, uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then after the thing, I was walking with one of the friends, and we were on, on, on Queen. And literally someone across the street outside like a tattoo shop or something was just like, yo, big fan. And then mm. that's it. So 
like, yeah, all right, this is just life now. No, this but is the, the this... get is overwhelming, man. It's actually really, really cool. So I'm never going to complain about it. It was just funny in that moment because I was just like, it's not that serious, and it was that serious. No, and and that's we just want to reciprocate that in in the form of four hour podcasts. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we can set this. We're setting a dangerous precedent, but listen, okay. we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this like that's what you said week. last time. You said we would never do this again. It's two yeah, hours. But the and novel, the minutes novel in. coronavirus has changed, um, you know, my life for for this weekend. So I need something myself to listen to, and you know, this this okay. is the best that we can. We're not going to do this every week, man. Please. Yeah, we're going to say this every week until we've you've done more work yeah. in the off season than you did in the regular season. No, this is crazy, actually. Uh, what's you know, but merch, merch is definitely, merch is definitely coming. But we're gonna, we're gonna make sure everything is proper. We don't want to just throw something out there like as a money grab. Yeah, you know? yeah like, definitely. I want, I want merch that I would be proud of wearing. Um, so speaking of which, can up? we can we tease one of the designs? That yeah, I want, yeah, that yeah. I proposed. Yeah, what did you propose? Yes, it's it's a hello on the front and yeah. welcome on the back. Yes, yes. No, that's hello. fire. Hello that's and welcome fire. hat. No, that's what that yeah. that that's I, I could hat. wear it. I couldn't style it, but you could wear it and you could style no, it. No, like I think hello and welcome. That's your hat. Um, it, it, I, uh, it had to be like a like a double, triple XL. Yeah. I yeah. I want I want an interview of the century hat. I think I think yeah. um, I think those are our hats, and then we can figure out some merch stuff too. Uh, a Willu jersey would be pretty crazy, but um, no, I feel come like on, that. Man. Who's who's buying that? Bro, you crazy. Actually, who, okay. who, you know who's listening? You know, the people who are listening at two hours and 46 minutes yeah. into the show, they, they might buy that. Yeah, so talking maybe to we got to talk, actually. Josh in the UK. If you're down to buy a Willu jersey, let us know, man. We'll we'll put it on pre-order, man. We'll put up five copies, five exclusive jerseys, then. Um, yeah, what? Um, what is the best and worst thing about living in Toronto? Man. Um, I guess best thing for me is like, I feel like if I walk out the door and want to just like have any type of food, I know I can find a really good spot. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, riding Toronto or whatever, but like, I don't, I can't think of like a worse thing about living in Toronto. The uh, traffic. Yeah. No, it's the traffic's fine. It's for a big city. Drive. No, it's, oh, it's fine. I take the bus. It's fine. It's fine. I've had um, some bad trips to North York and Richmond Hill, man. It's oh, oh, boo hoo! This my, my my guy couldn't get on the <laughs> DVP in time. Get out of here, man! Uh, look at this property and car owner over here. No, I think the, the worst part is objective. It's like too expensive. That's it. It's just too expensive. Okay, yeah, can't uh, relate. Very yeah. unaffordable. Inflation is pretty high right now. Yeah, um, I also think that like. The best part is just like to me, I feel like fairly comfortable at going anywhere. Like I don't feel any sort of like um, lack of safety. Of course, this is me speaking as a man. So this is, there's some certain privilege that yes, comes into yes, this. Yes. But like I don't really feel like a lack of safety. Especially say, as a China, say as a Chinese person. Yeah, yeah I don't Forget feel about like being as a man. Yeah. I don't feel odd, you know, as like a person of color just walking around yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, or like an immigrant yeah. walking around. I think that like that's that's the part to me where like I always feel comfortable. Whereas like when I go to yeah. other places, I just like. I, I like some of that. So I guess I'm giving the Chris Broussard argument. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Yeah, but in okay. reverse, in reverse. I actually, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. It, how cultural it is here. Yeah. 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 Listen, like, yeah, yeah. The play's not perfect. Um, Like, oh, yeah. You weren't there when we played that poker game one time. And this drunk guy just came up to me after and just kept calling me Korean, Um, which is pretty funny, actually. Um, but I mean, um, it, listen, it is what it is, bro. Every time yeah, I go to yeah, Central yeah. America, they're like, "Hey, Chino," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." But you know how I'm people like, just me. say certain things. 
it's it's like when we were talking about dim sum earlier like the door door a door b yeah so a lot of door b's where people are just like very malicious that's um, okay though but the racism stuff doesn't get to me um i guess i'm just like man like i'm sorry your life is not as good as mine um get it off your chest man um but mm. like yeah i don't know i don't like toronto generally i really do like toronto i don't know about you yeah well of course of course i like i'm it, a man. fan of toronto man that's my Bro, I'm trying to figure out a way to buy a million dollar property in Toronto because that's how much it costs to live here. Like, this is a ridiculous thing to do. You gotta, you gotta hit doing. up Savelle. It'll man. never happen. Hit up no, Savelle. it's too expensive. He'll have, man. he'll have you in Hamilton by next year, bro. Oh, <laughs> I, I like Hamilton too, by the way. Yeah, rocking Hamilton. with the Tie Cats. That's right, um, baby. Tim Tim Horton Field. Damn, I hear We're watching all the Kells re- every day. Ah, uh, no comment. Um, I hear I hear all the references. What are both of your favorite characters from Dragon Ball Z and favorite story arcs? Uh Future Trunks, favorite character of all time. Um favorite story arcs, any of the tournaments. Um did like the the perfect cell story arc as well. Um yeah, and Namek. Like the originals. And Namek, man. Come on, man. Namek was crazy. It was, just, it was just Krillin and Gohan running for 80 chapters <laughs> <laughs> with one Dragon Ball. <laughs> Yo, they were so weak, man. It was like Malachi and Jalen Harris. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. We need like, to slander them. Boy, come on, man. They're like, we can't, we can't fight any of these guys. <laughs> Oh lord! Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z that intently. So oh, that was like my answer, that but... was like the series for me growing up. Yeah, I could tell, so, man. So yeah. yeah, so okay. I guess this was just all me. Um, yeah. How does it feel like? How does it feel to be the most iconic duel since Ronaldo and Rivaldo in O2? Wow, oh, man. were, were they were, were they on another level, man? What about yes. my guy Ronaldinho, man? He was what also. About, here's the thing, like those Kafu, guys were so good. Man. Like again, those guys were so good. Uh, Ronaldo in particular, that like he like eclipsed these guys who are all objectively legends on their own. But bro, Ronaldo was on. You, bro, Ronaldo had people cutting a, a triangle into their head, man. They shaved <laughs> their whole head except for a triangle at the front, man. Yo, what about my goalkeeper, my man Marcos, man? Let's go, man. No one, no one talked about the goalkeeper back <laughs> then, man. No one even talks about the goalkeeper now. Oh my god! All right, man. No, we we gotta we gotta go one name, man. You should only be referred to as Will. <laughs> like no, you're just relax. Will. <laughs> no, it's just low. <laughs> Yo, man, that's disgusting. <laughs> This guy, this guy's gonna be low post talking about how he's got one like freaking Sapporo beer in his fridge that he just uh, needs to pull up the trade deadline. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, Zach, man, come on, let your hair down, Zach. No, shouts to Zach. Um, how long have Leave you his and family Will, alone? How long have you and Will known each other, and how did you meet? We just like randomly met. Yeah, we knew each other online first, oh, and then we randomly met, I think, at an Elephant and Castle, because you were hosting a Raptors HQ oh, uh, yeah, by party, some event or something like and that. me and Blake yeah. had finished our, sc- our shift at the score, and we were Murph walking dog. down the road. Yeah, Murph dog the Murph dog. yeah, me and yeah. the Murph dog in the evening this time, not the morning, yeah. um, were walking out from, uh, and we just kept walking along King, and we, we, we went to the pub, and met each other there and i was like yo big fan you know i was very starstruck you know like that, oh my god that's Stephen lebron right there i was like yo big thank you for all that you do man. for agents mr lebron Steve, Stephen lebron um, used to carry some weight man Damn. and then and then you came home 
um, from New York, you had like relocated back to Toronto and you had this like uh, welcome home party for yourself at Hotel Ocho. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah, it was that, that was like where we got to meet each other. Shout, shout some Mark Savelle for, for setting that up. Apparently, a lot of Savelle's friends listen to this, so that's why oh, I yeah. try to shut them out a lot. Okay. Um, I mean, we all know that you have your own universe of characters and it's like five guys. Yeah, shows. Uh, yeah, I'm really a burger place, but it's really five guys. <laughs> shows to the Zeno family. Um, next up, I can't tell if this generational wealth thing is a bit or not. It's not a bit yet. <laughs> Let you know when it's a bit. Um, I mean, listen, I gotta, it's, it's I gotta get away from that though, man. I don't. That's not. No, here's the thing. You don't understand. Alex lives very humbly for a guy who has generational wealth. So it's yes. like one of those like Warren Buffett situations. Yeah. 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 So, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like I'm pushing that a little too hard. We gotta move away from that. Um, next up, um, Friends or Seinfeld? Yeah, I think it's Friends. For oh, you, Friends, right? easily, bro. Easily. I know that's the wrong choice, but it doesn't matter to me. I'm shameless. Man, man. I love Friends. On. You don't understand. We, my parents didn't have cable because we were poor, so we didn't have mm. cable at all. It's not necessary. And um, but but my mom did have was like uh, a, a DVD set of like um, you know. <laughs> Like there were bootleg bootleg DVDs of Friends on them. They had like five Damn. episodes of Friends each. She had seasons one through eight. So I literally watched those DVDs like five six times. There was nothing else to watch at home. It was that I had the I had the Lord of the Rings box set. Um, mm. What else did I have? I think I had Hitch at one point. Yeah, you know, like it's not literally a surprise just the way I literally out. just I had all no your favorites. favorites. Like yeah, these were no really ca- just all your favorites. This is the universe to me. My window to the world was eight episodes of Friends or eight oh, seasons damn. of Friends, which I was like as a kid growing up. So like. I think one of the main differences that immigrants are maybe disadvantaged in is like their example to the world is their parents and their parents don't actually have that many cultural like ties to the those communities that they moved into. It's very foreign mm. for them. So the first generation always sort of comes out like with more of those cultural experiences that they experience on their own rather than seeing through their parents. Like, for example, I don't know what the like restaurant etiquette is. Like nobody taught me how to like eat with like a knife and fork kind of thing, you know, like that kind of stuff you don't really know like or like just having a comfort to like be in society or whatever you kind of have to figure it out for yourself because your parents are never fully comfortable at least mine were so like the way i learned about like western society was through friends so i was like all right so to pick up women you just go you know how you doing kind of thing and i was just like this is stupid (laughs) and like by the time i was like 10 i figured that out but like still you know that was my 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 frame of reality which was like so (laughs) so not true but anyway, that was that's that's uh, yeah. So I no, that's that it's super interesting to think about because like you even hear like athletes, like baseball players from like the Dominican and stuff, talk about like how they come here and like, they just watch Friends, like in yeah. order to just like learn that's about not English an accurate, and learn about like, the culture. It's not it, a, that it, Friends it, is not a welcome guide to America. No, it's it's definitely not. But yeah, I, I never watched Friends growing up. I've been revisiting a lot of Seinfeld episodes here and there lately, and they hold up really well. So. I guess so I what's the go. premise of Seinfeld? Because I, I just see a lot of jokes about how like Seinfeld is like dates different women each episode and then just makes jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because you know how there's a you know how there's a that meme format going around like she's a ten but she blah blah blah. Yeah. Like like so like the, that's Seinfeld? everybody. Yeah, everybody's like that's Seinfeld because like he he would like date all these women and and then like he would just have things that he was really picky about like oh she's a really close talker. Or like, oh, she doesn't close her mouth when she's eating. Um, like he would always have something that really bothered him. Mm. Um, like the okay. most, the tiniest of things. But yeah, um, yeah, no, the the show were definitely people standing um, this man though. Oh yeah, they were standing him like crazy. 
Um, was he that handsome? Like in no, his prime? No, no, was prime no, definitely. No. Was no, prime Jerry not. Seinfeld different? Yeah. No, no, de- also, like you got to look into like he he was he was um just yeah just Google Seinfeld um dating and you'll 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 see the stories that you need to see. Um. Anyways, is he is he um, another one of these Leo DiCaprio types? Yes. 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 Oh. Yes, okay. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Yes. Anyway, she's a ten, but she's actually ten. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Next up. Uh. I think. Um. I think. Uh. <laughs> you got me stammering, man. Um. Please just uh top three reptiles. Um. This is man, people. People. Yo, people will is... not let the seventy five animals go. Like they just. No, people looking at me like I'm the crocodile Dundee <laughs> or crocodile hunter or whatever one to that one that is. Man. Oh my god, Dundee's crazy. I I googled uh, top oh reptiles. How, how about a, a you know a leopard gecko? Um, yeah, yeah. Salute uh, to, salute Python. Salute. Um. Uh, chameleon. A Chinese water dragon, iguanas. Oh, um, Komodo dragon. Oh yes, Komodo. Yes, yeah, Salt super deadly. Water Nile crocodile. Um, I, yeah, okay, I think that's enough reptile. Yeah, that's, um, that's a lot of reptiles. Yeah, yeah. So, what about a salamander? Are they reptiles? Oh shoot, that's a crazy drop, man. Yeah, um, I don't know why up. people really want this animals thing from you, but I um, think it's just like I'm resisting, so people are asking. Oh, okay. Um, next up, what's the Daryl Morey story? What is this? Is that an Oasis album? What's the story? Morning Glory? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's what's like the... a classic album, man. That's where no, but, that's where Wonderwall's from. But why is people like, what's the Daryl Morey story? What's his, What do you mean? I don't know. It's like a pun, yeah. I guess. By the way, uh, most salamanders resemble lizards and are sometimes erroneously mistaken for them. Mm. However, salamanders lack scales and claws and have moist, glandular skin. True lizards are reptiles and have claws and uh, dry, scaly, cornified skin. So they're they're too wet to be reptiles. <laughs> Goodness, man! All right, on to hour four. This is what you asked for. This is what you wanted. Want to hear about how wet a salamander is? Wait, are you even recording a pod next week or what, man? Um, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna try to. You know what? Actually, maybe he listens to this pod. I'm gonna try to hit up Mike from L'Express. Oh yes, in Montreal. Yeah, I'm Mike's gonna try always, to hit him up. Always man. been a big fan. I know he's a, um, he shows love to the show all the time. I'd love to know what uh, what basketball is like in Montreal. Okay, yeah, show us some. Okay, so I'm gonna take. I'll hit him up on Twitter too, but in case he's listening at two hours and thirty or fifty nine minutes, then uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so I'm just confirming. I'm gonna take next week off. Um, so you said this last week. Let's get to it. So we said last week we we're gonna do ten things, an off season ten things, and and we're ripping this idea straight from GQ. Yeah. Um, they usually have athletes, celebrities uh, share in a video format, basically top 10 essential things that they can't live without. Um, mm-hmm. And you can go in so many different directions with this. You can be very practical about it. Um, you, you can d- do this in a way to show off kind of your interests and things like that. So, Will, I believe you've prepared a list. Um, so why don't we go five each? Um, uh, and, and let's just do that and then we can discuss. So I want to hear. Uh, oh, you your- you also have five? I have ten. Oh, you have ten. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All so, right. So, but let's 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 start with five from your list. Okay, I have the most practical ones listed okay, in the top five because these were let's the start. most practical ones that came to mind. So, number okay. one for me, poker chips. Mm. Uh, really, only like clay composites, like not the plastic ones. I really don't like those. I need it to have some <laughs> thickness, some weight. Okay. Ideally, like a piece of metal in the middle to give it that weight. Mm. Usually, so I like what I'd like to do with these is if you see me in real life, I'll probably be shuffling poker chips as like a just like a thing to do with your hands. 
Mm, you know like people like spin their pen or something like that like for me like i just like to shuffle poker chips Mm. usually uh i like to shuffle about 16 to 20 uh 18 is definitely the ideal number for me um and i also so in preparation for this i was i was kind of asking myself like how often do i shuffle poker chips so i would probably say i shuffle poker chips for like i don't know an hour per day that's like you do it it every day more than it's probably more than an hour but see see, see you do it at the office see you do it in the, at the studio arena. i've seen you do it at the arena when we were seen playing you poker it, obviously yeah i've you know. seen you doing it back like from the yahoo days like this has just been a habit so is this kind of like how people have like a stress ball like this is it's just like a relief yeah. for you usually if i'm like if i'm watching a youtube video on my laptop whatever i'll just be shuffling if i'm like playing the video like if i'm playing sit on my computer and i'm, I'm shuffling if i'm playing poker i'm shuffling no every, i'm watching every, a basketball every game day, every day you're yeah. shuffling like this is a this ain't this is a lifestyle man yeah yeah that's yeah. right wow look at you with the yeah. lmf oh man you know no, what are you sec- doing man the second time Who are you man? In, man okay so poker chips so, is number one so i made so i timed myself I, I roughly shuffled 20 times per minute and if I'm shuffling an hour a day, that's a thousand two hundred times. Yo, this motherfucker. You, and I keep you a stack in every yourself room. shuffling. I just, I was just curious, like how many times do I shuffle in a day? And Damn. it's a lot. So number two, uh, just a notebook. That uh, doesn't have to be a fancy one. Although I do like to spend a lot of money, like just extra money at, uh, at stationary stores to buy some. But my go-to option right now is the Rodia notebook, hmm. which is usually comes in orange or black. They're very inexpensive. They're probably like five bucks. Um, yeah. yeah. I just like to like honestly just put like to do thing to do um lists in them i've i write a lot of game notes in them which i actually okay. kind of like because years later i can kind of flip back through these i have like a physical copy of like jv got scored on the pick and roll three or four times you know like uh james johnson uh you know just took a bad shot here or whatever right like i, I like to have these on deck they're just i have a whole bunch of them like left over in a memory box uh number three item i have my ear fun two pro headphones there oh. are 80 there are 88 dollars they're airpod knockoffs that you can get on amazon I think they're quite good. I watched a whole bunch of videos online about which ones you should get. And this, <laughs> this one was guy so- really got AirPod knockoffs. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're knockoff so AirPods. Odd, they have oh a transparency mode, a normal mode, a noise canceling mode. Here, they're man. all very good. I went on a plane with them, couldn't really hear the noise of the plane. Very strong battery life, wireless charging. And yeah, mostly I like to listen to podcasts more than music, but I you know, they're good for both. Uh, and then number four, I have the Thron Max M Drill Zero Plus USB microphone, uh, which I have actually. I'm using this right now. It's light. <laughs> it's simple to use. Plug and play. I got it on an open Yo, this guy box. Doing a Best Buy ad right now, man. <laughs> I am. Yeah, <laughs> a sale for seventy dollars at a Henry's downtown. I know. I, I prefer like if I had just any oh, choice of microphone. Gosh. I'd go with like the the Yeti USB mic, which is like probably a hundred to one hundred and eighty dollars I've seen. So this one was only seventy dollars at Henry's, and I just bought it one day because I forgot to bring my mic to the office. Hmm. And then uh, number five for me is going to be the Always Pan. It's actually fairly expensive, so it's like a hundred and forty dollars, maybe one hundred and fifty dollars on, on on discount. Um, and I really want have... all the prices is killing me, bro. This is GQ. I'm trying to do it in the GQ style, man. Relax, okay, <laughs> and whatever. But I probably wouldn't have bought this unless my partner insisted, but that she did. And it is really an elite pan. I am really using it like every single day. It's you know, good for pretty much anything. Comes with a steamer, you can put like um, bow baskets on top of it too if you want to like steam stuff. But uh, mm. yeah, it's just a great pan, easy to clean. I literally leave it on my oven all the time. I cook very often, so I'm going to go with the always pan. Those are my top five right now. Alex, you have a kind of any commentary, or do you want to offer your your top five things you can't live without? 
No, I think that's great. I, I didn't know we were just gonna tell people how much money we were saving, um, you know, on on goods at Henry's. Uh, <laughs> it's just... Oh man, this is so on brand. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see what I got. Okay, so my top five. I'm gonna start with my external charger. You know, I think I always oh, keep yeah. myself. I keep myself juiced up. You know, the action. Because you were using an juiced. iPhone six for like a long time. I was. You know, I finally upgraded. But also, like, I'm just not the type of person. I don't know about you. I cannot be at like twenty percent battery life. Like, I need to be yeah. above fifty, or I or know that I've got that juice on deck. Like, I'm. <laughs> okay. I'm no, okay. like, I'm just not. Like, the juice is loose, man. Like, I'm. I'm not. What? I'm not trying to be like out here, like stressed out that like I'm not going to be able to call an Uber at like one in the yeah. morning. Yeah. And and I have found too that like um, a lot of people just don't have the external charger, so it's actually uh, mm, it's yeah. actually really useful a lot of times to offer it to other people as well. Yeah, um, that's so, that's very practical. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen um, I've seen you with it all the time. You used to like. To, to, for people who didn't know, Alex used to have like an old iPhone for a long time. Like it was already mm-hmm. like iPhone like X or whatever, like eleven yeah. X or whatever. Yeah, right? it was in the double you digits. Were, you were still using iPhone six with like yeah. a battery pack strapped to the back of the battery. Like, the, <laughs> like it was, it made the phone like three times as thick for no. You were carrying around this brick. No, it was, I was insane. Like, what are you doing, man? No, you it was getting... insane. Anyway, whatever. It so. was insane. Uh, number two okay. is 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 just um, any kind of tote bag. Um, yeah you know Chinatown i feel like tote bag yeah i feel like i've embraced um just just you know being the the guy who just wears a tote bag but for me it's very practical like i'm able to throw a lot of stuff in there versus if i just have a shoulder bag mm. or, or something like that or a fanny pack i guess they call it um i just find find the tote bag to 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 be perfect like i can bring um everything that i need in there and 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 still have room um, okay. You know, if, if if I need to add stuff, um, number three, um, it used to be the speed hat, um, but the speed hat, um, has been put into semi retirement. Um, you know, lately my essential go to hat is is my uh, Reba McIntyre, um, you know, vintage uh, blue corduroy hat. Um, so so that is one essential right now. Who is is a, is yeah. a person? Oh come on, man! Um, next up is is my uh, my bike. My what do you call it now? Is it? It's not Bixie anymore. Like city? Is it city? Yeah, the, the Toronto it? City Bikes. The um, Toronto City Bike membership. Honestly, yeah. to to anyone that lives plush. downtown, for like it's like a hundred bucks annual membership. Like I Unlimited. probably hop on a bike at least like once a day. Um, and I just find it so useful whether you're trying to just go for longer bike rides or if you just want to like, you know, not take that streetcar or subway and just bike a couple blocks, um, things like that. So I would actually put that at the very top of, yeah. of my wow. list. Oh, no, this and, is really an Alex Wong starter pack. Yeah. And, and number okay. five, I'm going to go with, um, just, um, any, uh, Uniqlo, uh, denim shirt um you know, yeah, you know i love like, those yeah yeah like the the uniqlo denim shirts you know they're they're very affordable um and they're very durable mm-hmm. um you can wear them in a lot of different styles you know whenever i'm running late for the studio that's just what i throw on um so so just uniqlo in general so those are my okay. top five um yeah i feel like that reflects kind of actually yeah. the essentials no this is me. a this is an actual yeah. alex wong starter pack like if yeah. i saw somebody 
wearing a, a Reba McIntyre hat, which by the way, I yeah. searched her up on Twitter and one of the, you know, the auto populate questions. Right. So it's like the first one is like, what is Reba McIntyre's real name? How old is Reba McIntyre? What's her net worth? And one of them is how many husbands has Reba McIntyre had? Damn. All right. And um, is this, I think it's just two. Like, Damn. that's why are people asking this anyway leave her alone but yeah anyway if i saw someone wearing like a throwback hat in a uniqlo you know shirt um on a bike with a giant tote bag and frantically charging their phone overcharging their phone that's that's probably alex man this is pretty good it's pretty good yeah. list okay uh, my next five my next five i have uh, so- a soccer ball um yes. I, i'm not Central. actually very picky with this but i do keep one at the office and i like to just like you know run around the office and just dribble the ball and stuff like that um if i could pick one probably go with the nike total um 90 arrow it's so like i didn't know the the name of this ball really until i had searched it for this episode but it's the one that you've seen in iconic premier league matches it's the ball it's the nike ball that has like two circles around it Hmm. on the outside so like when you like it's like a lot of great goals from like like Gerard, Rooney, Ronaldo, Henri, like these kind of guys have all scored great goals with this specific Nike ball. Anyone who's played soccer or watched soccer knows this ball. Um, it just has a beautiful flight to it. You know, David Beckham, you know, like just like, there's just a really beautiful flight to that ball. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the. Uh, so that's honestly a soccer ball. So will be like, like 20 bucks, maybe even less. Um, uh, championship replica ring is also $20. I feel like I got to hmm. have this. I used to keep it on my desk all the time. Um, just like to wear it sometimes just to like feel powerful it's a $20 knockoff that one day raptors pr um we were covering the season ending press conference before the the, the parade and uh, jq came into the room with a giant box and was like here you go and like we literally gave her one of these and i was like stupidly oh my god we're getting a real ring and we opened it up and it was the plastic one still very appreciative still love it very much it obviously reminds me of great memories great times um so but i think also retail value is probably twenty dollars uh nintendo switch this is probably the most this is definitely the most expensive thing on the list i think they're still like 450 dollars uh but just a great gaming console you can like it's a good party game in terms of like you can have people come over and you know play sports or play mario party or whatever play smash uh you can play solo as well you can carry it around Oh yeah, I mean, you, you you keep that thing on you, man. You I, always yeah, got the these are all on. things that I've like brought to the game. I guess instead of everything except for the always pan, I've brought all of these things to the to the Raptor game. Damn, <laughs> including man. a soccer ball. Um, but yeah, just Nintendo, just in general, what games I usually have in there. Probably Pokemon. Um, I've been playing a lot of Civilization on Switch, which I feel like is not the best platform for Civ at all. I much prefer it on the computer, but it's it is portable. It helps you burn a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I have Hall's Extra Strength. Um, probably mm. like a dollar fifty. They're just a really great like. I mean, they're great for. Right now. Yo, I know you have that on deck because you're yeah. you're sick again. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, Damn. it's just a it's a it's it, the menthol is very powerful. I, I feel like it obviously is going to relieve a lot of your symptoms. Honestly, low key, not a bad antacid as well. If you want to have an antacid on a pinch, if you like, if you mm. just had a greasy meal, or whatever, you pop in a halls. It actually kind of soothes things pretty nicely. And then number ten is my cats, who which earlier you asked about. You know what their names are. One of them's name is Frankie, and the other one names is Rogan. Uh, I did not name the cats. I've uh, adopted these cats uh, because my partner had these cats, and I've sort of like been living, you know, with the cats. So I did not name them, but uh, yeah, they're very adorable. They're running around all the time. You know, very well behaved cats. Good party cats. They'll sit on your lap even if they don't know you. 
they don't bother me. They, they they let me wake up before they start meowing for food. Just great cats yeah. in general, man. Not, not cats are very fan. underrated. Yeah. Not a big fan of animals, but like um, my <laughs> my parents, my parents, uh, you know, recently, you know, they they had two cats that that they they took over from from my sister. Because uh-huh. um, because when my sister got married, uh, my brother in law, uh, you know, allegedly was allergic to cats and and oh. skirted the responsibility. Um, and and my my bro, my but cats like there's no response. Over. You don't have to walk them. You, no, you just have to, yo, like, my dad nails my, like yo, once a once like a. Honestly, my dad like used to weeks. go to Florida in the winter, and I would just go check up on the cats every week. They're fine. Like they're yeah, always and fine, they, and they they were perfectly fine. But the two of them passed away recently. And it, it did make me really sad because because my dad had such a great relationship with them. Mm. And my thought was like, because my dad would always talk to them like they were like really close, basically really close friends. And I was like, damn, like, you know, I need to fill that void for my dad. So then like I asked him the week after I was like, hey, man, like maybe I could go to shelter or whatever. Like, you know, figure get out, you like get yep. your cat. And he's like, nah, man, I'm done with that. He's like, yo, they were so much work. Um. <laughs> I was like, what? damn. Okay. Yeah, no. So, like, right. you know, once once again, you know, Chinese Chinese people just, you know, can't process emotions. Um, just just like huge issues. But yeah, not not a big animals person. You know, used to have a dog. It's a lot of work. Um, but but I, I, I yeah yeah I like cats. I'll give yeah. cats. I'll give cats like a no. Cats have a bad reputation for no reason. Cats are actually like really friendly. I think they're, they have a bad they're, reputation because they're they're, like, they're considered boring. They're considered what? Like boring. I think people find think dogs are more interesting. Yeah. I think people. I mean, I, I think there's a very valid reason to like dogs, but I also think some people really like dogs because they they lack love in their life, and hmm. that's that's a separate issue. So that's okay. Okay. Yeah. So you like would if take I, I, I don't I don't want endless adoration for my for my pet. I want like adoration when I want it. Right. And that's right, right. very much Selective. with a cat. You can kind Selective. of get it when you want it. Versus like okay. it's just chasing you all around all the time, and like hmm. I need to go for a walk, and like he's my my part my my owner's home, and he's just like wagging a tail and barking at the door. I'm like, man, leave me alone! I just got in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let no, me relax. Then come sit in my lap, and we can chill. Whatever. No, it's also it's also tough, like seeing seeing my parents' cats pass away. Like you form that connection, then you got to say goodbye. Uh, Yo, that's that's tough. Yeah, nightmares of my cats dying, man. It's it's horrible. No, it's I love them too much. Yeah, yeah damn, man. All right, uh, what I got, man? Okay, I got a, yeah. uh, I got uh, my my final five. Uh, just some tums, you know. I like to keep. Some oh, tums well, I like around. that you have tums and I have halls on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to keep some. Tums this around. is the most practical list, man. Yeah, Damn, like for a thousand dollars, you can become me and Alex for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I like to keep a box of rapid tests, you know, essential right now as as, as, as the <laughs> as we enter the Yo, eighth. Get the hell out of here, as man. we enter the eighth what? wave of of the novel coronavirus, you know, you never know. You it's know, not a wave. Nose, We're just in a pool right now. If your nose feels a little sniffly, um, my 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 nineties test, my nineties hip hop, uh, just Spotify playlists. I have this one playlist of like five hundred songs that I've been just been rotating for like the past however many years Spotify has existed. Um, I'm gonna say it's just like a McDonald's gift card, just so I could get a Big Mac whenever I want. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think we joke mm-hmm. a lot about the Big Mac, but like. I mean, just talking about it now, I'm probably going to go to McDonald's right after. Bro, you um, have, you're, aren't and, you sick? Why are you eating a Big Mac? I don't know. Maybe it'll cure me. Um, I just need to be happy right now. I just, no, I, I just need, I just need. You know what? That's fine. Go ahead, man. Do your thing. That makes me happy. And and then finally, um, it's a tie between 
Um, it's a tie. These, uh, the, the, my final selection is a tie between uh, these white Birkenstocks that I've been wearing all summer. Um, so they've become uh, just essential uh, to me. And, and a DVD of The Wire Season 4 because I feel like Oof. I feel like whenever I don't have anything to watch, I always just throw on The Wire Season 4. Like, it's just like a default for me. So so you still own DVDs, huh? Yeah, I mean, obviously I just stream. I mean, I just stream it now off Crave. Uh-huh. But I definitely have But you still all, own the DVD. Okay. Oh, I have all five seasons of, of, of wow. The Wire. It's, it's wow. ridiculous. Um, yeah. You ever watch the bonus footage? You know when oh, they're like, yo, you know, like, bunk, like you, how, how, like when McNulty first joined the force and Bunk kind of took him around, or like Young yeah. Omar or Young Prop Joe or whatever. We've you, lost, a, we've we've lost a lot with uh, DVD commentary, man. Like DVD commentary was yeah. the original podcast. Like that's a great those, point. Yeah. Those were so fun to listen to. Yo, I yo, I like the DVD era, man. I have no issues with the DVD era. I feel like you feel more invested in the content because you've like went out and purchased it. You wanted to make sure you can watch it at any time. You have to like get up off your couch and like pop it into the DVD player. Then you got to like hit the right buttons. You know, even back in the day, you got to like rewind the tapes with the VCR. So like Mm. there was more level of investment with it. Whereas now, like you have so many options. Like you're just like, I'm just going to click this. And then you watch it for five minutes. You're like, I'm not stimulated. I'm going to watch another one. And it's like, it's a bad way to consume content. It's bad for the art makers too, I feel like. Because it's yeah. like, they put so much hard work into it and you're just like, I have no attention span anymore because my brain is zapped. So I, yeah, can't, I can't appreciate this. Like, it sucks. Damn. All right. Those are yeah. those are the essentials. I think it actually, this would be a cool concept to do with some of our media members. Um, just okay. to learn a little bit yeah. more about them, you know. What I, I mean? thought you were gonna say ask this to the players because I actually kind of oh like yeah, yeah. but the players, like will, this players will actually want to do that in like a oh video they will format. actually want to be GQ. They don't want to be yeah. like yeah. Pascal's just... Pascal's done this for GQ. I mean, we could do this with Sportsnet, like yeah. could make it happen. But you know, we'll see about that. Anyways, yeah. Damn. I like Pascal's list because I watched it in preparation. PlayStation mm. controller, Nike mm. Prestos. Which what mm. is it's like a is that a is that a respectable shoe? What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how, <laughs> I love how you always just ask, is that a respectable shoe? No, I get I get nervous because if if they don't sell it at SVP, I don't know this. You're always like whenever we whenever around sneakers people, you're always like, yo, what about my shoes? <laughs> no, and I just and we're I just like, know that, like, just focus on basketball. Okay, um, all right. So Nike Prestos are respectable, like you know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. How much are they? I don't know. It depends on the model, man. <laughs> okay, all right. Goodness. Moving on. Championship ring, like the actual yeah, yeah. one. That's a flex. That's a flex. Yeah. Uh, he has a cologne, uh, a Yves Saint Laurent, La Nuit de l'Homme. Okay. Cologne. Damn. Can I you still that I still wear. Uh, I wear Michael Jordan cologne, bro. Yeah, I th- you also told me you have Gustavo Chassin cologne, which is uh, you're sick, for that. You're <laughs> sick for that, bro. No, Not I as sick as Gustavo Chassin uh, is for for having a cologne for a no. guy who like was it was how long was he in baseball for like five years maybe? No, he was definitely like a flash in the pan. Yeah. Uh, up, up, up. Anyway, a toiletry bag that has the Pascal Siakam logo on it. Uh, a MacBook. Yeah. Um, he has like a the, his his chain, his family jewelry with the. With the pictures of his of his dad, um, track pants. Okay, which he does okay. wear a lot of track pants. Like Pascal's, like yeah, I'm comfortable. Like he has style, but he's also like I'm also need to be comfortable. Like I don't care about anything else other than being comfortable. 
um, not as comfortable as Marcus All was. Remember, <laughs> Marcus All was just oh always wearing God. like four XL. Didn't even take, everywhere. didn't even take the tags off those man. He just like grabbed it from the equipment manager. He's like, yeah. this guy just coming straight from practice, no matter where he is. Bro, there was uh, one time, there was one time when Mark had like five pairs of sneakers in his locker, and he like went up to the equipment manager. He's like, why do I have this many pairs of shoes? And they were just trying to give him options, and he's like, nah, like donate all of these. Like, like man, he just like him, man. he just wants to show up. Yo, Mark's a great dude, man. Just come, come back, Mark, in any capacity. Like, you know, damn. when NBA players donate their shoes, like, are they yeah. expecting people just like, like someone who from like an impoverished background is like, oh, thank God, someone has size twenty six shoes. No, you're right. Yo, the, the sizing is a problem. Sizing yeah. is man. I wish, I wish Mark was like one of those lifetime Raptors, man. Like, I can. I can yeah. totally see why, like, bro. Have the you seen the Marcus All tape of late of him oh, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the Spanish uh, second? So league? he's a player slash owner now. He's like Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan bringing the Wizards to like the playoffs. Which Damn. did he do that? No, um, no, he never did. He never did. Yeah, essentially, like he he got the team to be promoted to the first division. That's sick, mm. man. That's yo, unbelievable. He spent, he spent a year with with the Lakers and Clutch and was like, "Yo, I, I can live a better life than this." I feel so bad for Mark because his last two seasons are him at the bubble where he shaved his head to hit one yeah. three and yeah. get outplayed by Daniel Tice, which was so depressing, <laughs> by the way. Because uh, remember, we were like, "Oh my god, Mark got slim." Remember this is a picture of uh, of Mark wearing like a Nike um, shirt, but it had two Nike swooshes on it. Like, what was that about? Is that a I thing? don't know. You you're the one that has a Nike fanny pack that has twenty swooshes on it. Okay, that's yeah. different though. That's that's, <laughs> that's that different. Man. It was a good deal at SVP. That's I love that's how, how you, I, that's... I love how you're like, uh, uh Mr. Gasol is wearing a Nike shirt with two swooshes. <laughs> I'm like, yo, is this a thing? Like tell me no. That's the two swooshes is the thing, man. <laughs> no, I remember those pics, man. That got me hyped. I was like, oh yeah. he's like weak. standing beside he... a kid like in, in in like a wheelchair, and people were yeah. like, Yo, look at Mark. And I'm like Okay, wow, he's got two swooshes on. And then Mark Mark just refused to shoot, you know. Yeah, man, Kevin just... Walker was torching us in the pick and roll. We couldn't play him or Serge. That the whole bubble man. and then he had the bubble and then he had the Lakers season and they were just like so both so miserable. Yeah, they were and like, uh, then he, like Andre he Drummond, uh, you're the future of this team, so we're gonna yeah. start you now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Even though he was way better than Andre Drummond. Like even Masai though the was, Lakers like, let him go in the summer. After making all these promises, God damn, man! Yeah, poor guy, man. Poor guy. Show some Mark. Great dude, though. If you haven't read it already, go read about Marcus All and the summer he spent um, rescuing migrants in the oh yeah, uh, in the Mediterranean. Mark's just a a ridiculous human being. Ridiculous human being, man. Um, I think that's it, brother. We're done. You're good. Yeah. All right, bro. I guess I won't see you at the the party later today. Unfortunately, no. but get well yeah. soon. You know, stay well. I think that's the biggest key. Yeah. Can um, you uh, can you write the ep- episode? I got you, man. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. I got yeah, you, I, man. I can't. Oh, yo, we went three and a half hours. God damn. Yeah. No, this. But is we're making like a, good progress, though. We're gonna come back to eventually just doing an hour pod. This like is some addicted to. to content type. No, this is what I'm saying, man. Like, no, I've this is some said... narcissist looking himself in the mirror kind of thing. You know, no, especially when you man. listen to, especially when you listen back to the pod later, which I know you will. Oh man, the first twenty minutes of us just bigging ourselves up for the love of the game. Yeah. But come on, this is undeniable though. This is love of the game. Listen, if nobody was listening to this, I would not be going three and a half hours. But you know, it, it's good. It's good knowing oh. that you know there there is an audience. So yeah. here you go. There you go. Here you go. All right. 
Thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you rate, <laughs> review, subscribe. Alex, make sure you uh, take a nap or something before watching uh, more of The Wire. <laughs> How many times have you seen The Wire, man? Come on, man. Leave those kids alone. How many no, times no, can no, those no. kids break your heart? No, man? I'm doing. I'm doing a Breaking Bad rewatch right now. What's the most heartbreaking uh, kid story arc? Is it Randy, Randy or is it, is it Dookie? Randy, man. Dookie too, though. But damn, man. Yeah, I can't, man. I usually stop towards the end. Of, it's no, man. The way the Randy storyline plays out, especially when Herc gets involved, man. Oh, I man. can't, man. It's too many Hercs. I've worked with too many Hercs in my life, man. Wow. Too many Hercs. No, society has a Herc problem. <laughs> no, man. the Herc locker. No, man. I need to get out of here. <laughs> Herc sets. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Alex says he's not going to be on the show, but I'm going to call him Friday anyway. So uh, in the meantime, uh, check out more episodes. Check out the older episodes. Listen to the one with Orin. Listen to the interview with Lindsay. You know, and yeah, we're going to keep bringing you off-season content, whether uh, we're mandated, you know, mandated to or not. Because you know, we really love this. So thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, we're signing off.